Hello all guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast uh, brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google and Apple podcasts. Uh, I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling. I'm David. I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling. And uh, no, my fave is not a problematic dipshit who has a problem keeping his mouth shut. What are you talking about? Uh, unfortunately, this this is our first real time with CM Punk post the Gripe post Bomb. All out post media scrum. Muffin Gate. Muffin Gate. <laughs> pro post Brawl for All out. Brawl for All out. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but yeah, while uh, CM Punk is currently getting himself fired forever from AEW and from um, all of wrestling, we are going back to an arc where, which ironically features two current AEW people as uh, CM Punk, uh, Daniel Bryan, and Kane are fighting over the WWE Championship and also for the heart of AJ Lee. AJ Lee. The real the really important thing here. Who cares about some fucking belt when you can when you can be able to date AJ Lee? I mean, unironically, I know which of those two I'm picking any day. Unironically. Absolutely. Uh, I do as well. Obviously, I would like to be WWE champion for a year. Ha! Uh no, Austin definitely does not have an ace flag behind him. What are you talking about? Every time I struggle to know how to like lean back to show that off for the for a bit, dude. Fucking um, like the reflection, the like going the opposite way in your reflection, in the video screen is so like disorienting every time, no matter how many times you do that. <laughs> well, back on point. Um, yeah, so last time we fought, we basically did the road to over the limit, uh, where it was pretty much a straightforward, you know, I want to be the best like no one ever was. Okay, Eric. well, technically, last time was last week when we went, like, a little back in time before uh, before Daniel Bryan got fucking chump squashed by Sheamus at, at WrestleMania or whatever. True. Too random, too Izer. Yes. Led us into a preview of this arc, uh, a prequel, more like, as I should as I better say, of pre-wrestlemania so we got to see daniel bryan be the just the bestest boyfriend and lover to aj and, lee yeah uh as i said aj lee got on mic and and uh was pressured by by good old db into expounding the virtues of how large his cock is um but pg we can't but, but, say but, that but you know the, but, the meaning but, you know, is there the implication Yes. Uh, but last time we were doing this arc for realsies, it was, you know, over the limit. Mm -hmm. CM, Daniel Bryan beat Jerry Lawler to become the number one contender. Ah, yes. Uh, and it was basically trying to prove they're the best. And in the meantime, we got little seeds of stuff that matters. Like, oh, oh, fucking by the by. This is kind of like, this is not terribly related, but, but. Apparently, Jerry Lawler is coming to, like, a place somewhat near me to do a signing. And, like, part of me is, like, tempted to go and get the fucking Funko Pop signed by him. So no, I don't, can, like... don't do that. It's not worth giving him money to sign that Funko Pop. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, you're right. 
But like, I, it almost like, like, I wonder what it's like to like see him in person, the, the gremlin man, the pedophile gremlin man. What is that experience? I'm, I, I'm definitely, I'm almost certainly not actually going to, but I'm like deep, deeply morbidly curious, you know? What are you? Back on topic. Good, uh, uh, Daniel, uh, Brian, uh, the seeds planting here is uh, regarding AJ. She has been a little unstable in a the wake of her breakup with Daniel Bryan. I mean, one and, one could argue that you have to be stable to get in to to be a, a bit unstable to get into a relationship with Daniel Bryan in the first place. But that's just that's just me. But poor. Uh, AJ has not been helped by Daniel deciding to rub it in the salt and salt in the wounds. And he's like, I can't wait to move on to Caitlin. Your oh, best oh, friend. Yeah. oh, yes. The best the, the best friend who she totally gets along with. And there's definitely not trouble brewing in that paradise, too. AJ's just speed running all the breakups, actually. The friend breakup, yeah, the romantic breakup. And uh, about to get rejected by at least two out of three guys that are angling for her affections. Well, we'll get there, won't we? Yes, we um, will. Uh, and also, in the SmackDown before uh, Over the Limit, CM Punk was forced to wrestle Kane as a punishment for for making fun of John Laurinaitis. And um, it, during the match, Daniel Bryan interfered, attacked Kane with a chair, and then pinned it on, on CM Punk. And so Kane beat the shit out of CM Punk and so and, now and 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 David Kane. learned that da- David learned that the wrestlers never watch playback ever and so Kane no. will just never figure out the fact that it was DB because why the fuck would you ever like go and watch back the episode when you can just go uh, on your own biases in this uh sports art form that is known for some fuckery bullshit of course so tonight we will be covering uh, the road to no way out. The next pay-per-view event after over the limit taking Ah. place on June 17th, 2012. And so we will be covering the events of the four episodes of raw and SmackDown before. And that's a lot of episodes. It is. I cut, I had to cut down a super cut of two hours of content and I watched the stuff we're cutting so I can talk about it confidently. Uh, so I will go ahead and give off the dates of what we're going to be covering tonight. These specific Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Kane only bits. Okay. The May 21st, 2012 episode of Raw. The May 25th, 2012 episode of SmackDown. The May 28th, 2012 episode of Raw. The June 1st, 2012 episode of SmackDown. The June 4th, 2012 episode of Raw. The June 8th, 2012 episode of SmackDown. The June 11th, 2012 episode of Raw. The June uh, 15th, 2012 episode of SmackDown. And of course, No Way Out 2012. Holy shit. Yep. Four weeks of TV. And a pay-per-view condensed into two hours. Holy fucking goodness. That's a uh, whole oh boy. Spicy meatball. Yep. So, uh, 
if you would like to watch along with us, the only, you know, the only reasonable way you could do that is uh, Peacock TV, uh, a uh, NBC Universal's uh, streaming service. WWE uh, licenses all their shit uh, to them, and so every episode of Raw and SmackDown is on there. Uh, Four nine nine with ads, nine 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 a month without ads. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, and so uh, in the back half, we will be right back to talk about uh, about uh, June 2012 WWE. Boy, the entire fucking month. Yep. And we are back. Uh, we have just finished four weeks of TV starting from the May 21st, 2012 episode of Raw all the way to No Way Out 2012. Yeah, big boy. Austin's just like, yeah, what if we did an entire fucking pay-per-view cycle in one night? No big. Hell yeah. Next time. I don't want to think about next time yet. Uh, uh, why is that? Next time this arc, I mean. I don't want to think about it yet. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, like, are we covering two pay-per-view cycles next time? More like one and a half. <gasps> Austin! I really, I really wanted to do this in three episodes, and I'm wondering if Why? maybe. Why? Yeah, w- we could have done this in five, Austin. <laughs> could have done our. I usual. think I, th- I don't think we need to do this. Well, I don't, I don't think we need to do. Th- I don't think we need to do this in five, but uh, let's get back on hand. Anyway, so this is where the love square really got a kicking. Yeah. Oh boy, was there kicking and punching and kissing and a whole lot of crazy shit. Oh Hell boy. yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, that was something. I I I I guess you're a little less enthusiastic, I suppose. I I have I have thoughts. Some Yeah, good, some I think we're, I think we're, I think there's going to be a real line of like differing opinions in a, about a particular part of all this when we get yeah, to it yeah maybe i guess we'll find out stay tuned yeah. audience this is how you know you <laughs> how you know it's gonna be a juicy one yeah all right so let's kick it off on the may 21st episode of raw uh daniel bryan is out to cut a promo oh My he has so many too. promos in this oh my god everybody had so many fucking promos in this jesus yeah, it was probably it was why it was part of why it was so hard to plot this arc from my end, uh, because there's so much shit that happened in this pay per view cycle. Just everyone has so fucking much to say. This is classic WWE right here. Is we're telling we're telling stories. We're making movies, and you know what they do in movies, David? They talk. I mean. They they do other things in movie. Well, I guess they do those those other movie things in here too. But but like, she I just didn't expect this to be like everybody just fucking monologuing. God damn. Hell yeah, man. This is ima- This is what Raw was like every single week. And we're about to jump to three hours too. Fuck. 
You know what that means? More time for monologues. Hell yeah. Hey, I love I love my long-ass Shakespearean asides, all right? Don't at me. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've really gotten to feel that at 2010's WWE Shakespearean... Oh, and we want to talk Shakespeare. I mean, give me a fucking love square any day. I kicked off this arc by comparing it to Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before Daniel Bryan started, I noted in the crowd there were two people with signs, one that said we and one that said most assuredly. Uh, yeah, yeah, not not we as in like we the people, we as he in, is in French. French yes. Or, yes. That I that's that's great. Like I told you, like the crowd still kind of gives him shit, but slowly but surely more and more people are jumping on that yes train. I feel like people have been on for a while if it was big enough to, like, get a shirt at this point. I mean, even the heels get shirts. But, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, no, but, but, but yeah. So, he is, uh, DB has his angie face on, and he's here to just spout out some, whoo, some peak heel logic, let me tell you. Yeah, all right. Because he claims that a great injustice was done to him and he should be WWE champion right now. And he shows a clip from uh, Over the Limit 2012, and he shows the clip of Punk tapping out, phenomenally able to miss how the referee has already counted the pin and was going to tell the ring bell to the ring uh, timekeeper to ring the bell while yeah, Punk no. was tapping he, out. I I don't like like so I I get the heel logic here, but holy shit, when my man has the footage, it just comes across as extra delusional to the point where it just feels like there's no way in hell because when DB's like roll the clip, it doesn't show the part where the referee counts the three count. It 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 just shows the tap out. So he had to have deceptively so it's so delusional that he has to just be lying, right? I mean, I think he is supposed to be that delusional, but who's to say, really? Yeah. Um I I, I to me it just see like he's all he's all kinds of mad. He's all kinds of like that he tapped. That should have been me. I don't care if I just got three counted. He tapped and that's what matters. Damn, 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 Daniel. Sounds like you need to fucking. Sounds like you fucking need to get good. Yeah, get good, scrub. Yeah. Uh, we get we get Fuck. question and answer time with Daniel Bryan. I don't know how much he was doing it before this, but he does it a plenty in this series of episodes. Uh, he has question and answer time with Daniel Bryan. Did I make Punk tap out? Yes. Yeah. And, well, Should I goes. be WWE champion? No. Yes. The crowd does do no along when he's no. like, yes, it's hilarious. And if oh, I face oh, while we're shouting out again, signs, uh, while, 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 it, uh, while we're shouting out signs, shout out to the, to the person who also has the yes X three sign. <laughs> yeah, man, just, cool. you just know how it works. You, you know how this goes is why type out yes wanna, three times when you can when just you put can just yes, say, X3. yes, yes, X three. I mean, you're, you're saving money on letter stickers there. It makes perfect you sense are. to me. It's economical. It's very smart. 
Mm. You'd have to buy at least two packs of letter stickers to do yes, yes, yes. Man, I know all about how many fucking letter packs of letter stickers you have to buy to make enough words. Oh, pain. But then the final Daniel Bryan question, if I face CM Punk again, would I win? Yes! 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 And the crowd, of course, goes no, and and uh, Michael Cole sounds, it sounds, it goes, it sounds unanimous to me, and Jerry Lawler goes, yeah, unanimous no! Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan said, the only reason he's not the champion is because of gross incompetence of a referee, and he demands a rematch, and out comes cm punk well yes uh, of course cm punk started with saying let me clear up any controversy to which i was like oh no oh god oh, no. Where this oh, goes. No. punk clearing up controversy <laughs> oh no uh, what a prescient uh, line <laughs> yeah anyway he he emphasizes that he pinned brian in the middle of the ring that's that great good great match put him to the limit whatever but he won and what punk would instead like to talk about right now is kane and what happened on smackdown so we get the replay the replay yeah. of the whole kane bit from last time we talked about it in the front half uh and punk admits it was a clever little trick and he's kind of upset that he fell for it all but he has some good news for Daniel Bryan is he would like to introduce Daniel Bryan to his opponent tonight. Yeah, I feel fucking vindicated because apparently Punk does watch playback and he showed it to Kane and Kane is not goddamn happy about what just happened. Yeah, I feel I feel a little dumb right now. I can't hey. believe it. Hey, look at the fucking they 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 watch they watch the tapes. They watch the tapes. Oh, you'll I've always it. been so sure that nobody watches the tapes. Well, clearly CM Punk does, because Punk's enough of an egomaniac that he wants to watch his match matches back, and he just kind of just go, hold on, hold wait, hold wait a second. Hey now, wait a minute. Hey, I got bamboozled. Yeah. Uh, then so Punk goes on the commentary, and Dan and Michael calls like, hey, "What? What are you? What are you matchmaker around here?" And Punk's like, "Yes, I wear many hats. I wear no." He said, "I wear all hats here: matchmaker, commentator, yeah. champion. champion." And I'm just over here, matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Man, that'd be a completely different version of Fiddler on the Roof, huh? Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, so Daniel Bryan versus Kane is the first match. Honestly, it doesn't go very long because we got angles to do here. Yeah, uh, DB DB's just kind of like doing like slapstick escapes from from Kane the whole time, which is fun. It's fun to watch like small little boy Daniel Bryan just kind of like duck and dodge out of the way of Kane, and, like try to like trick him to like fly over the ropes and shit. Good times. Mm -hmm. uh, so Daniel Bryan does a dive to Kane on the outside. And so Punk gets up for a better view. Yeah. And he gets his he fucking decides, chair at first. He's like, oh shit, I gotta go back for it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, gotta, I, gotta the, I gotta do the chair bit. My bad. Uh, so he grabs the chair to ostensibly try to do what Daniel Bryan did. And Daniel's like, oh no, no, no. So he grabs the chair away from Punk. And then Kane gets up and sees Daniel with the chair. So it was a little bit of a reverse fake out on Punk's part. So Kane thinks that Daniel's about to hit him with a chair. So Kane takes the chair from Daniel Bryan and then beats him to death with it. DQ. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, something something fool me once. Kane clearly doesn't understand that he just got double bamboozled. You know, fool me I, once, and you know we got a we got a saying down here in Knoxville, Tennessee County, Tennessee. You know, fool me, fool me once, shame, uh, sh- shame on on you. Uh, fool, fool me twice, uh, won't get fooled again. Bam, DQ. <laughs> uh, Daniel uh, Kane then rolls Daniel Bryan in and hits him with two choke slams, and Punk is like is over here on commentary. What a like, oh, this is, of justice! This is so terrible. I'm oh, not enjoying no. this at all. No, this is awful. This is terrible. I would hate that. Yeah, and uh, and, and and Michael Cole is is uh is is admonishing punk on commentary for you're the champion. Aren't you supposed to be the, the role model? And, uh, I, I, I take note that, uh, CM Punk has a proud streak of being a role model as champion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's lucky. Now there were, there were plenty of chairs going around. We're lucky. There were, there was no biting going on around here in this. Arc. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we we got. I, I'm noticing a running theme of Punk as champion of him of him starting shit and chairs being involved and and him acting like a smug asshole about. Ooh, all right. So Punk then goes in to check on Daniel Bryan ostensibly. He's like, it's like someone should go. Che-. He's on context. Someone should go check on Daniel, and and he, he goes to Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler's like, I, I'm I'm not doing it. And yeah. Punk's like, well, okay, I know so. I, I'll take care of it. He go. He yeah. like looks over at Brian a little bit. He's like, "Hey, you, you okay there, buddy? You good, and buddy?" Just, and then he looks at the. He looks directly at the camera, shrugs, and puts Daniel Bryan in the Anaconda device. Yeah, and Michael Cole says something that I'm quickly picking up on might be his motto, which is "No, not like this, not like this." I didn't realize yeah, he liked to say that so much. He does like that a lot. Oh, dear. oh, oh, well, Punk. yes, so he's very indignant, and Punk is totally not mad that, that DB made him tap out last time. Totally not mad. Totally not mad at all. No, he, Punk pop, he Punk definitely pops. didn't piss him off that, like, Michael Cole on commentary was questioning his ability to, like, do submission holds. He's not mad mm-hmm. at all. No, uh, and also, not. you can get away with anything as a face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, then Punk gets up, does some little yes chants. Ha ha, has some fun. Uh-huh. Uh, then later backstage, CM Punk is walking around in the hallway and AJ Lee comes up to him. And AJ is all nervous and stuttery. And she's like, you know, I just, she just real. And uh, AJ says she has something to say to Punk. And Punk's like, oh, let me guess. You're going to say that you're completely Off crazy. your rocker off your rocker and he's like no it's it's just that i really enjoyed seeing you beat up daniel and Punk's yeah. like, oh okay <laughs> so yeah, that's fine oh so you're not off your rocker it's that you're sadistic is what you're saying and yeah. aj starts crying at this and, and punk, punk is like extremely uh, he looks like me. He looks um, like me how do you how do you emotions punk all of a sudden punk always has something to say is always like fucking smooth and sly and clever all of a sudden gets extremely awkward at how the fuck do you do feelings yeah he's like he doesn't know what to do with a crying woman he's, he's like, like what uh, is this uh, uh he's looking around for desperately anybody he can yeah. shove this off to but there ain't nobody in this hallway he's doing like uh, robot arms he's not sure like where do i put my hand he's like hover handing 
trying to yeah. be like, do I like grab her to comfort her or what what am I doing here? He's just this like is, this he, is not this is not petty bullshit uh, out out, uh, out on the mic. I don't know how to handle these mm -hmm. feelings. Now he he does tell her he's like he tries to be like, hey, you know that you're the one acting like a fool about all this, right? Which just makes her cry harder. Good job, punk. Good good effort. Yeah. Uh, he's... <laughs> and then okay, eventually he like pulls her into a hug, and he's just like, hey. He like taps her head a little bit. This is like, hey, hey, it's it's gonna be okay. It's it's gonna be okay. Just just stop crying and instantly, instant, she, instantly. she stops and pulls she, away. I mean, she's a good listener, I guess. And she looks up with him with those big dope, big eyes, and he's like, you know what? I sort of dig crazy chicks. Uh, all right. ah, I all say right. the line, line punk line number one <laughs> okay uh yeah I sort of dig crazy chicks and also like for yeah so first of all you second of all do you because you seemed really fucking like awkward and and weird about AJ being like crazy in a way that actually required emotional labor not like 10 seconds ago so i'm gonna press x to doubt on that one i just think you got a few weird complexes that make you horny but that's just I think, me yeah i think he enjoys having some fun with uh crazy chicks you know yeah that's about it i i have some thoughts once we get deeper into this about this actually Okay, I okay. put I've as as ship as a shipper extraordinaire. Oh, I no. have thoughts. Oh no! Oh wait! Fuck! I didn't consider this this side of this storyline. Wait, you piece of shit! That's why you like this dumb, corny, sexist bullshit. It's because it fucking enables your shipping culture. Are you? Fucking kidding me! I got bamboozled into doing a shipping arc with you, son of a bitch! No, no, fuck! I got worked. I got swerved. Top ten anime betrayals. What? Oh, no! You, you motherfucker! You piece of shit! I will have your head for this. The Booker wins again. Son of a bitch! Oh, stupid love quadrangle, stupid. Oh, that—that's you know that explains so goddamn much because I sit here watching this shit and I'm like, you know, this is fine, and I can see like 2012 Austin, who's brand new to wrestling, kind of hopping on at this point and having fun with it. And being into it. But what has baffled me since we started this arc is you being like, I will still defend this to this day. Um, and I'm over here like, hmm, that's interesting. Because I know Austin quite well. This man has uh, a good taste. He has developed. He has refined his, his, his media analysis and critiquing sensibilities over the years. This is a man with whom I have many long, deep discussions about media analysis with. And, and he should know better, right? It's all because but, of the shipping. But you, you see, piece of shit. I, 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 I appreciate you saying I have good taste, but there's, there's this one problem is that in, in the year of our Lord, 
2011. Okay. I discovered Glee fan fiction. Oh. And from that point on, some part of my brain was permanently broken damaged yeah you know you look you know this is your brain this is your brain on glee and and this is your brain on glee fucking fan fiction and this story arc touches on the third worst bad part of my brain this is what that's perfect for oh it scratches almost every single itch as Glee fanfiction, except there's a disappointing lack of musical numbers. There are, and there's not nearly enough actual sexual content going on for this to be a true Glee fanfiction that I You know, for 2012 WE with the State of the Divas division, I'm kind of happy there's not a whole lot of sexually that, that, explicit That's true. I agree. This content. is it's probably for the best overall. Just Definitely saying. for the best overall. Course. Oh, uh, all right. Let's, you know, this whole fucking fun, arc is now, now that David has refined. finally had an epiphany on this arc. <laughs> and I was just, I was just happy to see some of my faves, and I didn't even consider that Austin was over here like shipping brain reengage. God fucking damn. All right, all right. We'll get to the shipping breakdown eventually. I'm very yeah, intrigued I know. to see what Let's Austin go. has to say about that. Oh boy, right. my shipping brain. Where are we working here? Uh, yeah, fuck. Where were we? Okay. Uh, we are on now. Let's move on to the May 25th, 2012 episode of SmackDown. Uh, we did not watch any of this tonight. We did not. I, I watched the shit that happened so I can tell you. Uh, Kane versus, there was a match, Kane versus Alberto Del Rio versus Randy Orton in a number one contenders match for uh, the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, before the match, beat Kane with a chair. And then yeah. during and then during the match, Dan, Kane had uh, uh, Randy Orton for ready for a choke slam. Uh, Daniel Bryan came back, distracted Kane. RKO to Kane, but then Del Rio ran in and kicked Randy Orton in the head. Del Rio pinned Kane. One, two, three. So Alberto on that on that side of the equation, Alberto Del Rio and Sheamus are set to face off for the World Heavyweight Championship. But Kane and D and and D and my boy D Bry are hmm. not done. They don't I, they don't got a SmackDown belt to chase, and so now they now they can go. Now they're freed up to, to now that now shit. that any sort of obligation to SmackDown's main championship has been wrapped up, they can go to Raw where the important stuff where happens. the actual important stuff happens where where you can actually give a shit. Yep. All right. So on the May on the May twenty eighth to episode of Raw, uh, we didn't watch it, but I did, and it's hilarious to be honest. Is John Laurinaitis comes out. And he exclaims that he is the new cover star of the of the next WWE video game, WWE 13. And he has like a poster uh, mocked up of him on the cover doing the people power thing. And yeah. CM Punk comes out and is like, you're an idiot. 
Why would you? Why would anyone ever want you on the cover? That is not who is on the cover. In fact, it is me on the cover. And they have a huge poster come down, and that's and they show the real cover for WWE 13. Eh, that's a cute little way to do the poster reveal. <laughs> it was. I wish. I wish they had. It's pretty much the only time they've ever done something like that. And it's oh, like really? I had. That was a fun. That was kind of funny. So I wish it's something they had thought to do more often. To be honest. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, any, but that was right before CM Punk's match against Daniel Bryan, which that's when we started to that's watch. What we're really here for. Yeah, uh, David made this observation, so I made a note of it. Dan- CM Punk starting Spoopy Month way too early. Yeah, I thought I started celebrating Spooky Season early when I when I kick off fucking midnight on September first. CM Punk over here celebrating it in goddamn goddamn May. With with gear with black and uh, orange gear that has goddamn like spiderweb decals on it. Yeah, spooky month is this <laughs> is absolutely October, not May. Too early. I think you I think you meant September, but your point is well taken. Mm, did I now? Your point is well taken. Moving on. I'm very much a I'm very much a, ho- a holiday minimalist. The, you know, as Christmas season starts. After Black uh, starts on Black Friday, uh, Halloween season oh starts God. on October. You no people, earlier. Everything you else is people, too early. You people are uh, fucking you. You people fucking delude yourselves. Okay, I just want deserves its own time. I just want people to be honest with themselves and stop pretending like Thanksgiving is anything more than a Christmas pregame. That's all I want. You fuckers are just... I was once like you, Austin. I once tried to delude myself out of some sense of principle to into thinking that I could, like, actually, like, believe in Thanksgiving as a thing. But no, fuck that. I have since seen the light. I have become far more honest with myself. It is Christmas pregame, and that's all it needs to be. Ugh. <laughs> all right. The match. Yes. Uh, CM Punk versus Danny Bryan. I mean, it's a really solid technical back and forth kind of, of course match. It is. Yeah, I didn't take too too many notes. So it's really too many notes on it. Uh, yeah. But AJ Lee comes on out and she is wearing a CM Punk shirt. And CM Punk like fucking it like wrist wetband begins. Yeah. Um. And yeah, Punk and DB have a quality fucking bout and ring. The one thing I did note was like a lot of technical moves. I, you know, the technical moves kind of go back and forth. Sometimes they, like, aren't super visceral, and sometimes they really are. And DB had one spot like that. He had Punk's arm, like, bent back in a way that just had me going, ow, ow. Like, Punk's arm, like, made a fucking square, like, kind of back and around his his back. And, like, and DB was, like, pushing down hard, and I could, like, oh... Oh, that one hurt Ow. to look yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lawler's over here on commentary being goddamn condescending to AJ. Yuck. He was he, very weird about it. Uh, it also took commentary far too long to notice that she was wearing a CM Punk shirt. When yeah, she's been under this whole She was very shirt. obviously wearing one. Although, to, actually, to be fair, I did not notice until commentary pointed out. I noticed her sweatbands. I did not notice the, the shirt. Mm-hmm. Whoops. So, old... Uh, Michael Cole, I also wrote about this nonsense of Michael Cole trying to uh, make this out to be CM Punk try- is making uh, Daniel Bryan jealous. And I'm like, but he's not jealous, Cole. He's so, he kind of isn't. I mean, 
I I think it starts to get to DB's head a little bit, but I guess it does eventually. There. But I not this early. I don't think is I don't think yeah. is when he clearly is obsessed about it. And uh, yeah. Jerry Lawler tries to claim that he 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 wouldn't know the feeling of his exes getting together with someone uh, he knows to make him jealous. I'm like, yeah, all right, Jerry. Okay, Shut Jerry. Uh, also, was it was it yeah? Shut up! Shut up, Lawler. Uh, was it, uh, what, was more, it was it Cole or Jerry that goes AJ Strange? Oh, I literally am about to talk about that. I have okay, my next please. note about this. Is okay. Michael Cole calls AJ Strange, and he's and Jerry Lawler's like what? And he's and she's and then he goes AJ, yeah, AJ Strange, and Jerry Lawler's like, how is she strange? And Cole doesn't elaborate even at all a little bit, and then like he a just little goes, bit, she's strange. Yeah, and then, and then uh, Jerry Lawler's answer is, "Yeah, she's kind of strange." <laughs> and they both like I miss that part. I'm like, the, he seems said it pretty quiet, but he's and then but then like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> God damn it! Okay, that's actually kind of funny. God damn yeah, it, then, Lawler! Stopping, stopping, actually, kind of funny on this episode. You piece of shit. Don't fuck worry, you. I got a line. I got a, I got his next big line. Uh, I him. I wrote him down as saying, "Normally, I'm pretty good at reading the looks on women's faces." <laughs> you stop it, you. Uh, uh yeah. I, I'm I'm giving a big X to doubt face right now. Mm. Are, mm, mm, That's why mm. you've been married like five times, Jerry. Absolutely. You're really good at reading women's faces, especially when their face says, "I want a fucking divorce." <laughs> Oh, I bet he knows that face really well. Oh, he well. knows that face very well. <laughs> uh, all right. I made They did a big old superplex spot. That was fun. Uh, here toward the end of the match, uh, Daniel Bryan is going to uncover the turnbuckle. And AJ is like, hey, hey, ref. Hey, stop that. Ref. 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 AJ and doing our jobs for us. It's very nice. Doing this distracts uh, Daniel ref. Bryan. And he's like, huh? What are you doing? Get down from there. And then turns around, Punk kicks him in the face. However, AJ being on the apron at all, Punk's like, what are you doing up there? And this leads Daniel to be able to run over, finish taking off the turnbuckle, and then Daniel Bryan uh, like drops Punk face first onto the top turnbuckle and pins him. AJ Lee being the cause of somebody losing a match. Uh <laughs> While, well, trying to be, while trying to be helpful right, to that, um, that person. Hmm. That's going to be a theme. Uh, I have. Really, I, 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 had for, I forgot to do this, but uh, I think it's time to break out the lyrics segment again. I think, the oh, oh, shit, buddy. Please. Because I, because I think I have the perfect song to describe AJ Lee on this episode in relation to. Uh, uh, to AJ and the and the guys here. All right, culturist, please. It's driving me out of my mind. That's why it's hard for me to find. Can't get it out of my head. Miss her, kiss her, love her. Wrong move, you're dead. That girl is poison. Never trust a big butt and a smile. That girl is poison. <laughs> oh, thank oh, you, thank oh, you, Belle, oh. Viv, and Devoe. Such a, such a, such a oh, moving reading. Oh, I'm in tears. 
Oh, beautiful. I mean, I, 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 what, what do I even say to that? It's just ab- absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Yes. That is, that is the perfect encapsulation. No notes. hundred percent, hundred percent. More All lyrics, right. lyrics always. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> a, AJ, uh, I should, I should have kept a running tally on this to be specific, but yes, yeah, so far yeah. on this series, AJ Lee's man, AJ Lee supported person. Oh, and one. Uh, you want to talk up. about running tallies. I feel like with the tropes in this arc, you could make a drinking game out of shit. You in this probably arc. could actually drink, drink every time uh, CM Punk says he digs crazy chicks. Drink every time AJ costs someone a match when she doesn't mean to. Drink every time she kisses someone. Drink every time <sighs> she gives she gives like fuck me eyes. Um, finish your glass. Finish your glass every time she kisses someone new. Oh, true. Yeah. Um, honestly, I feel like we could make a drinking game out of this. One of these days, Austin, we gotta we gotta have a, a special a special episode where we actually like make a drinking game out of like some shit that we're watching if it's properly tropified. Because I feel like, oh boy, we could have a time. We could. All right, so after the match, Kane comes down to attack Daniel Bryan with a chair some more. He chokeslams Daniel Bryan onto the chair. He goes to attack, uh, uh, Kane goes to attack Punk, but AJ, slick, slides Punk a chair into the ring. Punk attacks Kane with the chair, and I wrote, AJ looks really into this. You know, there is... I'll I'll talk more about this when we get to the end of the episode, I think. But there is an alternate version of this story that exists in an alternate universe that I think is great. Uh, and I would like to see it explored more, but I will get into that more later on. Okay. Uh, before we exit out of this episode, I noted right here at the end of this match, a regal or riot sign based. Fucking True. Absolutely true. All right. More regal always. Moving on. To and the fun fact, the person game. holding that sign was Excalibur. Ha <laughs> A little known fact. Little known fact. Dude, I need there to be like an influx of like regal Excalibur yowie. All right. Ugh, all right. Uh, I'm sure I'll, I will be scouring DeviantArt for that. I'm sure I can find some. Probably. All right, moving on to the June 1st SmackDown. All right, so this is the thing we skipped because it really doesn't matter. Uh, It's so unimportant. I I didn't even tell David about it when trying to tell him about stuff we skipped. But uh, CM Punk has an interview with Matt Stryker, and Matt Stryker asks him, because in the main event of 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 this episode will be Punk versus Kane for the WWE title. Punk is like uh, John Laurinaitis, a uh, little Johnny, as I call him, uh, <laughs> is putting me in this match and trying to screw me out of my title, make me lose my title. But it's okay. I welcome the competition. And he's like, Kane is tough, and Kane has a lot of nicknames. Uh, but I have a nickname, too, the best in the world. And later tonight, the best in the world will make the devil's favorite demon go to sleep. All right, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a bit of a nothing interview. That's why I cut it. Uh, yeah. But then, later in the show, AJ Lee is backstage. She's hanging out. She's in her CM Punk co- uh, gear now. Absolutely. And Daniel Bryan comes up to her, 
and is a is immediately like what are you doing do you think punk honestly cares about you he's just using you he thinks yeah. you're a nut job like everyone else around you cm punk is just using you and i would know that as the expert in using you i would know how to use you i, would so know. I know what it's like i know what it, i know what that looks like aj listen to me kid yep and she's like oh but she is like shut up like i think you're just jealous uh to be fair she kind of has a point about this as time goes on i think and she's like what do you care anyway and daniel Bryan goes, is like ha i don't but i did I once did and one he gets all close okay. to her and he's like and that's more than you can say about cm punk yeah sure db sure doesn't have any weird complexes about how punk has won aj's affection here nope mm -mm, no sir he is not mad about this that, that AJ is moving on at all. Not, he is not, not one bit. Perfectly happy. He is he is he has moved on. He is ready to move on. So he is happy that she is moving on. Clearly. This is fine. This is fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yep. We get to the match CM Punk versus Kane for the WWE title. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually, just a, uh, it's, it's pretty enjoyable. Uh, it follows I, the, 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 the work on, I, the work throughout what we watched tonight was actually like pretty fucking solid across the mm -hmm. board. I would give it that. Yeah. 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 You know, sh sh shock of all shocks. When you're actually focusing on like some of your company's top workers and focused on them, like just being able to do their work together. Shockingly, you're actually going to come out with some pretty good shit. Who'd have thunk? Crazy. You let the wrestlers wrestle and look what happens absolutely uh, Re wrestling uh wrestling on my sports entertainment show uh be gone wrestling on me on my wrestling show it's more likely than you think it's more like <laughs> you, i uh, vince mcmahon hates him top top 10 tricks to get more wrestling on your wrestling show <laughs> vince vince mcmahon hates number hates four yeah <laughs> <laughs> Right. so the match is very much it, it it's it follows a formula they're following with kane a lot right now is that he is biggest and the strongest so cm punk is fighting he's fighting he's toughing it out but you know it's it's hard because like punk is kane is really strong and he just kind of has to hit punk once and punk is down yeah pretty much and uh at one point cm punk goes up to the top rope uh and and kane knocks him to the floor and this is when aj comes a running out to check on punk from a very safe distance away from where kane is oh an extremely safe distance she's like oh she's back she's backing up mm -hmm. um uh, so oh, the match oh also at, at some point um we oh shit we missed this we two things two things we missed before like this match kind of really gets underway is uh -huh. um commentary i think it was michael cole saying the divas in the back say daniel bryan is a lover which yeah oh yeah when they're after the after the video after that video josh matthews is like incredulous that daniel bryan is pestering his ex-girlfriend that he allegedly doesn't care about and yeah. and michael cole's response is, well you know is it all the divas in the is it daniel bryan is a lover all the divas in the back say so and also we gotta we also gotta uh yeah so so x to doubt on that one uh, but also, 
Uh, we we got a fucking promo. F- uh, we got a we got a video package for Cesaro. Is on his way to SmackDown. Good old yes, Swiss, Antonio baby. Cesaro. This is OG Cesaro when he is an ex rugby player that is too violent. Which uh, <laughs> fun fact is someone who's getting back into WWE now. They did that exact fucking thing for Marcel Bartel in the Imperium. They in. In, on SmackDown, they talk about him. He's like, he's like, ah, oh, yes, this he, he was a rugby player, but he was too violent. I'm like, what? Marcel You're doing it again? Bartel. Why it was so nice they had to do it twice for well, actually, Mar- I don't remember what his new name is because they changed all their names. Because Imperium is what was Walter, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Bartel. Oh, and Walter. Walter is now Gunter. Oh yeah, I, I forgot think, about that. Mar- I think Fabian Eichner is Ludwig Kaiser, and I forget what. Mar- Let me quickly. I gotta Google this for posterity. Uh, who Bar- Marcel Bartel is now? Oh, Marcel Bartel is Ludwig Kaiser. My uh, my mistake. It was Fabian Eichner then. Ludwig they changed the name Kaiser? Are you shitting? Because me? because because That's somehow German a dumber name than Marcel Bartel. Marcel Bartel is his real name, and Ludwig Kaiser is his. Well, do you get it? Because he's German name. Uh, Fa- Marcel Bartel oh. sounds like French. Oh, my mistake. Fabian Eichner, who is Italian, and he is the guy who they just who they talked about the rugby thing. Is his new name is Giovanni Vinci? <laughs> what? <laughs> Imperium is still great. But my God, did they change all their names to be extra from their real names to being who brother? Those are stereotypes. <laughs> who brother? <laughs> and good to know that even in the, the new game era of WWE, that company will never be above giving their superstars new dumb fuck nicknames. Yes. Anyway, my point is, is, Apparently they really they really like if they have a European and they want to show how violent they are, they're like they are a rugby player who got kicked out for being too violent. Which is just a fucking which is just a fucking like European redux of the one dude from New Generation who was like a baseball player who got kicked out for being too violent at baseball or fucking whatever. Uh that was uh, oh that was Knuckleball Schwartz and Knuckleball he- Schwartz, yeah. The guy who was just there to be like the players who was just to be there, like the players locked out. It's actually a good thing that the players stopped playing baseball for more money because you fans are ungrateful assholes. It's actually all your fault. Basically. Oh, yeah. He was there to do anti union apology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was fun times. Great. Uh, anyway, back to our match here is I made a note of Michael Cole. Uh, complaining that AJ needs to simply move on after two whole months of being broken up with, which it's like, I don't know, Cole, that seems a little rude. Everyone moves on in their own time. Yeah, no, Cole, I mean, Cole's just playing weird defense for the heels because, of course, he is. Yeah, Uh, this is, uh, Kane has Punk in a chokeslam and and Punk counters into a DDT. I thought that was dope as shit. I also actually had a note about that Punk fucking counter DDT's out of Ch- Kane's choke slam. That was so yeah. nice. Holy shit. And then uh, Punk goes for the GTS, but Kane is too big and he his knee collapsed under him. This will come up again later. 
Yes, uh, planning and payoff. I I love it when there are callbacks in matches, but we will get too. to that when we do. Uh, CM Punk is go, goes up to the top rope to go for the Macho Man elbow drop. AJ points out to him that Daniel Bryan is a coming to interfere, and so and and Punk immediately pivots to dive onto Bryan. Uh, that was pretty cool. AJ yeah. did was helpful. It's like a miracle. Oh shit! Yeah, I was kind of surprised that it ended up in more bullshit. Um, Kane is very frustrated uh, that Punk won't die. Punk is very frustrated that Kane won't die, and that um, and that DB's here to deal with some bullshit too. I will say, or to, to dish out some bullshit. I will say something I really noticed uh, in this match that as a as a CM Punk fan, problematic fave though he may have proved himself to be. Um, Something, something that I I've really noticed, kind of watching him across a whole bunch of like different things between modern AEW and uh, you know earlier WWE and now 2012 WWE, like something that seems consistent for him, no matter where he's being booked, that I really like is he's constantly being booked as like one of the most tenacious wrestlers in the biz. Like mm-hmm. Punk is not a wrestler who gets booked in pretty much any case to go down easy, like. Even against like fucking big boys like Kane or Wardlow in AEW, that this is a man who will go after time and time again, and and like just will not go down until he's he just cannot do anything anymore. And like a lot of wrestlers are booked to be tenacious. The cool thing about Punk's character is he he's able to play himself off as no matter like how established he gets in the industry, so scrappy that the way he endures his tenacity um, really, really sticks out as just like this kind of inner raw strength that comes from just like the sheer willpower of being the bastard that CM Punk is alone, uh, it, which it, it's just, it's just cool to see that be such a consistent beat for his character throughout his entire like career. Oh no, I agree. Uh, so the match ends because Kane goes for the choke slam and Daniel Bryan does a double drop kick, causing a no contest. Um, yeah, so, we sure are doing a lot of like fucking DQ finishes here, so we don't have to power down Kane too much. Yeah, they're, they're, we're in a precarious spot here, uh, that kind of thing. Like but, we gotta have and, Kane lose a decent amount, but also we can't make him look like too much of a bitch. All right, so AJ's preferred wrestler is now zero one and one. Ah, because that is a draw technically. Is... So zero one one, great. Uh, mm-hmm. Then Daniel Bryan does a bazillion yes kicks to Punk. Uh, Punk clotheslines him out of the corner. Punk goes for the GTS. Kane finally gets back up and hits a double p- choke slam. P- Kane hits his pyro. And yeah, I know. As- Kane makes fire go. I, dude, I always mean to look for like the special fiery ring posts whenever it's a Kane episode, and then I completely forget to, and then it pops out, and I was like, "Fuck, I wasn't looking." God. Yeah, and I'll say that shit is hot as hell. Oh yeah. You can notice. You can. It feels hotter in the arena when those things go off. Damn. I mean, I, that makes sense. Basically, just kind of got four flamethrowers running simultaneously for a hot second. Yeah. Uh, so as Kane walks to the back, out comes John Laurinaitis, who is in a wheelchair because he's still injured. Yeah, John Laurinaitis not doing over his best fucking match. smart Mark Sterling cosplay. And Eve Torres, his executive assistant, uh, yes. who is, 
and John Laurinaitis now announces that the match at No Way Out is a triple threat match. Which he doesn't technically say it's CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan versus Kane. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. It could be CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan versus Zack Ryder for all we know. This is true. This is true. Um, He's just like, you know, unrelated thought. Um, No, but yeah. It's just come to me. It's just. This should be a three-way match. At the pay-per-view. Yeah, uh, just he's got those dollar signs spinning in his eyes. And yeah, I guess and that'll just bring AJ, in the ratings. Okay. AJ is all sad and nervous because now Punk is, has a much tougher road to keeping that belt. Yeah. All right. Uh, we move on to the June 4th episode of Raw. We skipped most of this because the main beat is Kane versus CM Punk again. But okay. this time, there must be a winner. Uh, so I was like, if we're only going to watch one fucking Kane versus Punk match. We're going to watch the one where they announce the pay-per-view match. No, we was my recommendation there. Uh, but bef- I will say that before the match, Daniel Bryan comes out, gets on the announce table with a mic, and he does Q&A time where he's like, is AJ delusional? Yes. Will Kane... Can, will Kane destroy CM Punk tonight? Yes. And will I win at No Way Out? Yes. 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 All right. Then the match happens with Brian uh, out, just out on commentary, being obnoxious some more. As, as, as he does, yes. Yeah. While the ref's back is turned, can, Brian kicks Punk in the, on the outside AJ Lee runs down in a punk shirt and then AJ tries to jump up on the apron to interfere. Daniel Bryan walks over her and is like, you get down from there. Again. Uh, punk uh, dives off, dives at Bryan from the outside. He rolls back into the ring and gets choke slammed and pinned. AJ's preferred wrestler, zero, two, and one. <laughs> this is just going to keep getting worse. Um, so then AJ checks on punk and AJ at Kane is still in the ring and AJ is like scared of him and is backing away from Kane. Then Daniel Bryan, for some reason, decides to try to Pearl Harbor Kane and that completely fails. Kane just turns around, boots him right in the face and Brian's gone. Right. Brian's like, dead. Get the fuck out of here. Whoops. Man. And then at this is when AJ, who is currently, who gets, who like backs away into the corner and she stands up and looks at Kane and suddenly she smiles at him. What? Yeah. What? So, no. uh, David, I had to explain this to David and then we saw the re- a replay of it on the next episode of SmackDown. So I will ask him more about his thoughts on that bit uh, then, unless he would like to mention it now. Because I mean, I, I don't even, I don't have like that many thoughts on it in general. It's just we're mm-hmm. throwing Kane into the mid because I, my my main thoughts here were just like noting the like plot necessity of of having AJ do this because Kane, like Kane, has had significant others, but he's not one to get like easily smitten out of nothing. So. In order to, like, add Kane to this feud, because we're doing that for, 
I don't know, reasons. They felt like doing that to spice it up, but they're like, shit. If we're gonna get Kane in on this while we're also running this AJ Lee thing, that means we have to fucking get him involved with the romance shit, too. Right, because, like, it would if it was just CM Punk and Brian, it would kind of feel a little lopsided here because Kane is both portrayed as the strongest wrestler and he's not distracted by AJ. Yeah, so it, they, they had to... So AJ's just, like electing to now give fuck me eyes to Kane because why not? She's crazy. All right. So after the match, and we did watch this part is AJ is, is Josh Matthews comes up to her backstage and is like, what was that look you gave Kane? And she goes, what look was that Josh? Josh. And then, okay. So as I don't remember at what point in this promo she does it, but she grabs Josh by his necktie. And I wrote down her, I wrote down literally her entire quote. Uh, you know, I like when men look at me, Josh. Look at me! Because he had like looked down a little Ugh, this here. Fucking writing, and, dude. And then and then she's like, huh, you seem a little uncomfortable, Josh. Are you okay? Uh, do you not like aggressive women? Because uh, I do. <laughs> Me and AJ both like aggressive women. AJ Lee, yeah. bisexual, confirmed. Pronouns, baby. That's how you do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then and then she kind of thinks on it. And she's like, you know what, Josh? You just might be my type. And pats him on the head and leaves. AJ and... Lee likes bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Which, this whole storyline, which, I, I, which okay. I have to say, is considering how she's all of a sudden like throwing eyes at Kane, tells me that she's picturing him in a gimp suit. Hey. All right, so okay, I know my shipping brain is clearly take is clearly just not going to look at this storyline with that, but that much of a problem. Okay. But I will cop to this: is that. As much as AJ is a little indecisive throughout this arc, I don't totally like the bit that like her being her being attracted to multiple dudes at once and kind of going back and forth around it is portrayed as crazy, which is the main beat of what makes her crazy mm-hmm. is that she's jumping back and forth romantically between uh, CM Punk and Kane and kind of Daniel too, but not totally as much. And I think that that's stupid. Okay? Okay. So I was going to save this for the end of the episode, but you're bringing this up now, and this also just happens to be kind of where I made a note about this uh, while Mm. watching. So I guess I will respond to that with kind of my, my kind of thoughts that that came about while watching this segment because clearly you and i kind of both had thoughts during this segment so the way that it it was during the i like when men look at me josh look at me do you not like strong women i kind of had this moment of we could have gotten there there could have been an interesting story here and it was only bolstered by kind of what we got at the end of the episode um we could have gotten like this ultimate like gaslight gatekeep girl boss 
things going on from AJ instead of this gross shit. Now, no, 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 I need to clarify. Because you can do Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss and still have it be, like, fucking weird and gross. Just look at Lion King 2019 or whatever with, like, Girl Boss Shenzi. Shouts but, out, Shenzi. Shouts out, shouts out, Girl Boss Shenzi. I... I think... Uh, I'll split this into two parts. And the second part of this, I will talk about, like, later on in the episode. Because I've got this, I've got this, like, idea brewing in my mind. But... There is a version of this you could do where it's not just, like, AJ's crazy and, like, that's that's just her character trait and it makes her some, like, weird psychosexual prize to be won between one of these three men. And it's very frustrating to me that this is the version that we're getting, uh... Because there's so much you could be done that could be done with this. More on that later. I don't want to talk too much about the 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 gaslight gatekeep girl boss thing with knowledge of how this arc plays out. I don't want to say anything about it at the moment. Okay, I guarantee you where my mind is going is definitely not where this arc is going. Because where my mind is going is impossible, but I will also keep that in mind. All right. So we move on to the June 8th episode of SmackDown. Uh, we get the WWE rewind of events from the June 4th Raw. As I talked to David about while I was talking about the planning of this arc, is that I really appreciate in this moment. I know that last episode I was like, man, WWE 12 has too many fucking recaps, man. But like, when I'm trying it really came take, in handy this time. <laughs> when I'm trying to take an entire pay-per-view cycle and put it into two hours, the fact that the actual important plot beat from June 4th will get recapped on SmackDown the next the ne later in the week makes it a oh. lot easier for me to just be like, skip that raw. Just David just will right see what it. he it's needs fine. to see. And oh, that's so, it. it's so good. It's very convenient in that way. Uh Backstage, though, uh, CM, uh, C, uh, excuse me, Matt uh, Kane is backstage, and Matt Stryker is, uh, wants to interview him. And he talks about how Kane has a unique opportunity tonight. And I was like, huh? Uh, really? is, is oh, no. Dario here? Dario's taking notes, baby. All right, he has a unique opportunity here tonight to face Sheamus. Uh, because he's the world cha heavyweight champion, he wants to know his feelings on all of the everything going on here. Kane is opens with, "I don't have any feelings." I don't have and any X. First of all, X. X. Anyway, he's just like blah blah blah. Uh, ask Sheamus how he felt. Ask CM Punk how he felt when I choke slammed him. And ask Kane, Daniel Bryan how he felt when I hit him with a chair. And yada, I'm gonna win tonight. Blah blah blah. And then Stryker asks him about the look between him and AJ. And I wrote, Kane doesn't dignify that with a response. And walks away. And as he walks down the hallway, AJ Lee was creeping behind the crates. Oh my God. Pops out. That was insane. <laughs> we get, yeah, we get the shot of Kane walking down a hallway. And as he like goes off screen. AJ just kind of like slinks out from between some crates. I was like, fucking Jesus, where did you come from? But also like while she was concealed to the camera, 
she was not like concealed if you were like walking past her in the hallway which means god kane's gotta have some shitty peripheral vision in that yeah mask. how i mean that mask man it's it's hard to see it's tough have the real peripheral vision yeah you know what fair enough that shit's like made out of hard plaster or something and it's like covering mm -hmm. toward the back of the eye i imagine like you know he's he's just not and he's got all the hair too you know you know that, yeah, that between, like the, between the wig hair and the yeah, and the mask, yeah i don't right. know why he wanted to put the mask back on yeah i do appreciate that like striker was fucking like here for the tea like striker's Hell, a big like, oh striker was here for the tea all night when he Dude, popped up, he was here to just ask the saucy gossip questions. Guarantee you, Stryker's a fucking big fan of The Bachelor. Guarantee <laughs> goddamn to you. Also, one thing I want to shout out from the recap we did get. Austin was so, like, beautifully talking about, like, the utility of the recaps. I completely forgot to touch on this. But the when we get the moment of, like, AJ being, like, first scared of Kane, but then, like, kind of walking up to him and being like, ooh. <laughs> Kane kind of like silently looks at her and like kind of tilts his head back and forth and all i could think was kane going your name wouldn't happen to be katie would it <laughs> and i will i will try to limit my katie vic jokes from here on out to one per episode oh i got i got a few references to yeah i know that, but i i made my notes for to bring it up all right so on the June 8th SmackDown, that Kane and Sheamus match, it ends in a DQ because Alberto Del Rio and Ricardo Rodriguez run out to interfere. Yeah. But after the match, Kane has got Sheamus goozled for the choke slam. Absolutely and AJ goozled. runs down to stare longingly at Kane, is how I wrote it. And Kane is like, huh? And then uh, turns around, bro kick from Sheamus. Uh, Absolutely. Not technically another loss for AJ's uh, wrestler because AJ had nothing to do with that. But once again, she continues to be a curse upon whoever she is actually Absolute currently jinx. cheering for. Yeah, no. When The one time she wasn't a curse was just she got fucking lucky. Yep. All right. So we move on to the June 11th Raw. Uh, uh, Daniel Bryan is coming out. Uh, the first thing out of Michael Cole's mouth is the weirdo meter <laughs> as it relates to AJ is at an all-time high. Yeah. Yep. I made a note of that, too, because, of course, Cole had to say some dumb shit like that. Oh, my yeah. God. Yes, we get it. She's crazy. She's weird. It's, All of you are horny honestly, about that and don't want to admit it, except for so CM Punk. That's honestly really annoying how much they, like, push as her. Like, okay, here's the thing, is that later in the year and i will not i don't really remember when so i'm not going to consider this a total spoiler for the arc really but like aj will develop kind of like an extremely short temper and kind of a, an itchy finger at being called crazy and so you could almost in that way justify seeing her as crazy uh but as of right now all she has done is be a little broken up about being broken up with and is jumping eh. around between dudes a little bit. Nothing yeah. that I would be like, that's some real crazy behavior. Yeah, I don't get, get it. Like, I, uh, I understand, like, what they're going for. And, like, she's clearly doing the whole, like, her affections jumping around. But holy shit. Like, they, they're they getting so weird about this. And it just comes across mm -hmm. as, like, 
everybody having a complex. Like, obviously, AJ leans in more and more as this shit goes on. But, like, mm-hmm. God, it just comes across as, like, everybody having a complex about being, like, horny over her. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like, it, like, you could argue maybe she did go crazy just because everyone called her crazy for so yeah. long. She yeah, wasn't no. really doing anything that weird. The that one, the one, like, she has, she's having, like, I don't know, like, I, she's doing weird things. I will say she's doing, like, she attacked her friend. She's having mood swings. She's wildly yeah. jumping her affections between, like, men randomly. Mm-hmm. However, however, if, that these, all if feels- these dudes could get their hands out of their fucking pants for a hot second, they could it's maybe impossible. think, hmm. AJ just got out of like a weird abusive relationship with a complete narcissist. Maybe that could make her really struggling with, and she's clearly struggling with that. Maybe that make could make her prone to some mental health issues, but no, we just have to fetishize the fact that she's crazy. Yeah, no, I, I won't defend that part of this arc because I think it's stupid. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. For me, that overtakes this fucking art, because that's the central theme here, and it's just gross. The work is good, and, like, the promo cutting is good, and, like, God, they're all selling this material, but, God, the material is fucking gross. I guess. I guess At least to my mind. Mm -hmm. Mine's too fried, too late. Uh, Uh, But back, back to... The, speaking of promos, which I thought there was, a, there was a really good promo back and forth for this bit here, is Daniel Bryan comes out and <laughs> he and he explains that he is not that he's like he does like one of these things is not like the other. One of these superstars is not like the other one. Uh, and Austin and I had the back and forth of one of them is a demon, one of them is a Republican. Same thing. Oof. Oof. Uh, but what Daniel Bryan was getting at is that both Kane and CM Punk have a weakness, a 95 pound distraction. And in Daniel's mind with Punk, it's all about jealousy because Daniel Bryan proved that he was the superior wrestler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think you did, but whatever. It needs to get and done. And now he is trying to get with Daniel's ex to as a, as some means of get make trying to make him jealous, which he yeah. is totally right. not. By all the right. way, all right, all right. Three things here for when he moves on to the AJ portion of this promo, I need to point out. First of all, okay. he like talks about AJ as a distraction, and he's like this little like one hundred whatever pound ninety five what ninety five pound distraction this, named this AJ. little ninety five pound distraction, which. D- Daniel Bryan listing off AJ's weight in a sport where people are billed for their weights and it still comes off as fucking creepy. Um, Impressive, second, really. Second, I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. He insists as he slowly shrinks down and turns into a corn cob. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he Kane, says, and then he says with Kane, he thinks it's second base when a woman looks at you without vomiting. Now, I hate to bring up all of these storylines, but plot hole, plot hole. Kane has had a girlfriend, who, Tori, Tori, who was stolen from him by X-Pac. Uh, X-Pac. Katie Vick was That's his high school girlfriend. Mm. Mm. That's not canon anymore. It doesn't count. 
and Lita were forcibly married and had his baby until the miscarriage thing happened. Uh, so I think Kane knows what second base is. As much as I don't want to think about any of those storylines. <laughs> the part of my brain that refuses to to accept plot holes is like, shut up, Kane. No, Kane knows what romance is. Yeah, and, but... Uh, they, none of those count. They were all they all look too bad for the company, so none of them count. And then after that, Daniel Bryan says that AJ should be grateful that she had even a moment with all of this. And then the peak, one of my one of the best Daniel Bryan lines, I may argue, is mm. he kind of caps all this off with talking about how hot he is and how AJ was lucky to be with him. Yeah. Once you go, Brian, no there's no, no point, point trying. trying. Yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? What words just came out of your mouth, sir? Absolutely incredible. Hate. <laughs> I loved it Fucking so much. Christ. Um. And then anyway, uh, CM Punk comes out. Once you go, once you go, Brian, you just you always want that dick. Hell yeah, man! They just keep finding PG ways to say Brian D D Daniel Bryan's cock is fucking massive. Absolutely. God damn. <laughs> and then okay, CM Punk comes out. And he opens with, for someone who claims he's no longer interested in AJ, you sure do talk about her a lot. True, true. Punk's Very true. What I've always been thinking. And then CM Punk, he's, a, he's like, you know, AJ is pretty cool. And I've gotten to know her a little bit. And we both have something in common. You. You. Because outside of the ring, AJ is way out of your league. And inside of the ring... I'm uh you're way you're I'm way out of your league. I oh yeah. The the he's real fucking proud of that that uh yep. that comparison. And Which you know what? Fair, fair and true. That's for yeah. true. And then Punk reaffirms to us all that he does in fact dig crazy chicks. That's number two. Ugh. Frank and uh Daniel Bryan says wrestling fans are fickle or something. He'll get we'll get to that. Don't you worry. Uh, and then at, he he talks about how no way out. Either I'm gonna beat that deranged out of his mind freak, or I'll beat Kane. Like heck, <laughs> <laughs> the old the old fake out reverse roo joke. Yeah, we we. We, this is like two fake outs as to one of these wrestlers is not like the other one. Yeah. And so Daniel Bryan cuts in at this point and he goes, what, what happened to you, punk? I used to respect you, but you've changed. Is you call yourself the voice of the voiceless, but now you pander to everybody. And these people are voiceless because they have nothing intelligent to say. Yeah, they fucking and... like, they fucking like question, uh, each, they start to question each other's like, uh, uh, indie stripes to each other of like, you've sold out to the mainstream. Real, real indie cred fight here. Uh, Punk calls, Brian calls Punk a sellout and Punk is like, all right, 
he meant he references how almost a year ago to the day is he sat on that stage and he voiced his grievances and how people constantly tell him how great it was one of the one of the best moments in the raw's 1000 episodes and he he finds this a little weird because those people didn't like him before he did that promo and it's fine because he doesn't like those people either and how punk says that he has never changed he got to the top succeeding on his own terms he never compromised he never kissed anybody's ass and meanwhile him and brian they used to be similar but now brian is a self-absorbed delusional obnoxious goat-faced moron get used yeah that's another thing fucking take a shot every time punk starts calling daniel bryan a goat face because for some reason that comes up a lot too this is going to become a defining feature of daniel bryan's remaining time as a heel is people calling him a goat face and it all starts here why why is that the thing that stuck whatever uh i don't know but it's kind of it's daniel bryan has a few good quips about that it's like the first episode of like a lot it's there's a lot of funny goat face jokes in the uh in the um uh in the uh in the anger management bits sure uh featuring daniel bryan's famous quote i am not a goat face i am handsome actually you know what actually you know what thinking about that I actually kind of like that as like a point for DB, good old DB to overcome. That's actually cute and clever. I will give that a pass. And I hope we can one day actually fucking watch this heel anger management arc between I, I want to do it's it really so bad. adorable. It's it's so funny. I want to do it so bad. We have to watch when we have to watch when Kane and Daniel Bryan parody when Harry met Sally absolutely the in the diner see that's goofy 2012 shit i can get on board with that was so good anyway back to our back to our start the goat face chance breakout and oh brother it's begun yeah uh so punk reiterates his ends his long lengthy insult and he says that on sunday i'm giving you a wake-up call ironically when i put you to sleep eh. also like line fucking may i just say that when on punk's side of this promo he kind of low-key says that he doesn't like a lot of his fans and just gets away with that that sounds about right for punk i think <laughs> like he the crowd he says harder daddy like cm punk absolutely screams the kind of guy who is like you didn't like you you who hates bandwagoners he oh yeah absolutely resonates that energy he hates bandwagoners uh but he he can he can live with them when they're being useful idiots for him yeah voice of the voices everybody uh voice of the voices a fucking hipster here comes a cane and cane is let me remind the two of you who or what i am and Kane then references uh, clearly some of the best of his storylines where he lit JR on fire. That was actually pretty dope. Electrocuting Shane's testicles. We talked about that at the end of our ruthless aggression bit. And 
when he tombstoned a priest. I'm pretty sure that was when he interrupted Matt Hardy and Lita's wedding. Pretty sure that's when that was. I wouldn't be. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but and, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. I glossed over that yeah. because I need to, I there's something there's something that I really need to he set fire to JR. Yeah, JR did right right when he right pretty soon after he had unmasked, Jim Ross did a sit-down interview with Kane, and it ended with Kane lighting JR on fire. What? But what but what first of all, why would you do that to my good boy? Because he's that, a sadistic monster. Second of all, how the fuck did they pull I can Okay, I can understand how they can pull off an on fire thing with, with fucking fiend who is covered head to toe in shit to like cover for him while on fire. How the fuck do you get away with doing that with goddamn Jim Ross? I've never really thought about it. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess you don't have to be on fire that long. You just his clothes can be on fire and then they can just put it out. Jesus, that sounds deeply horrifying. We should probably watch that episode sometime. It's kind uh, of an iconic one. Okay. I don't know. Think about it. Uh, back to Kane's point. His 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 kind of point is my pipe bombs are actual pipe bombs. Yeah, we got we got to keep lampshading the pipe bomb thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! The pipe bomb was the big thing. We got to always bring it up. It's become Punk's thing now. He does pipe bombs. Uh, then out comes AJ asking all of them to stop. And like with most of AJ's quotes in this episode, I find them fascinating and thus wanted to get them word for word. Made a lot of effort here. So uh, her promo is, Kane, regardless of what you say, I looked into your eyes and I saw that deep down in that tortured soul, you actually have a heart. And CM Punk immediately jumps in to be like, you got to love crazy chicks, man. And then crazy chicks, crazy chicks. Da, 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 da. I okay, okay. I gotta, I gotta distract from this promo for a second uh, okay. to point out what when I the sign I noticed in the crowd for Ken's cards, and I was I I was confused by this because I was like, what is? Because I saw like two separate signs, like decently, like kind of spaced out from each other on hard cam side that were Ken's cards, and I was like, what? What is, is this a reference to something? Is this like two people just happen to like be referencing a thing? So I took it upon myself to look it up. Oh my god. Because I had to know. I had to know. Ken's Cards and Collectibles is a Connecticut-based sports merch store who have the Bella Twins in their store as their Facebook profile pic. So these were just fucking dudes who were advertising oh, that's definitely their them. store. It's definitely what them. Kind of hacks. Try to hawk their shit <laughs> on a wrestling show in a song with a sign. You're what kind of absolute amateurs and marks? You're just mad they actually got on TV. I've looked back on our episode of Dynamite. You cannot see shit when Moxley comes close to us. You can't. God damn see it! Shit. They didn't have the camera up nearly enough. Well, it was our best shot anyway. Ugh. Anywho, back to the AJ's promo. 
and Daniel, they say you never truly get over your first love, and I haven't. And then Punk looks over at, at AJ looks over at Punk, and she's getting all bashful now. She's like, "Punk, you're you're pretty much the coolest guy I've ever known in my entire life." And at this point, Daniel's like, "All right, what what is all this about, AJ?" And AJ's like, "Well, the thing is, on this this Sunday, I know that the best man will win." And I'm like, "That feels so fucking ominous." ominous. Yep. Like, what the fuck? Why did you yeah. make it sound like that? Okay. So now I think it's time. This is the best moment for Shipper Brain to take on over here. Oh, so, boy. Here we go. All right. I mean, you could, I mean, clearly, we could just, just, just be lazy about this and be like polycule, right? That could solve so many of our problems. Yeah. Here. Yet another, yet another problem that could be solved every time. Every time. But every here's, single time. Here is my read on the AJ on AJ's feelings for actually, you know what? I'm going to wait till we get through the cane bits with her. Cause that, that, I think that will help inform my argument. Okay. So we're, we'll come back to this. Then. I just realized that there's a better point to talk about. It. Okay. So, uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny Ace goes on the Titan Tron is on. It's pops up on the Titan Tron to be like, Oh yeah, but he has a very special match for Raw. Okay, so for some context, what's happening on this episode of Raw is that uh, John Laurinaitis's abusive powers have gone so far that Vince McMahon is doing a job evaluation for him on this uh, special three-hour Raw. And at the end of the night, he will reveal whether or not John Laurinaitis is going to be fired. Um, so John Laurinaitis is trying to appease the boss and so for tonight, he puts a very special kind of match. Daniel Bryan and Kane versus CM Punk and AJ Lee. Yeah. Okay. So shit's getting wild. But also, based Johnny Ace for commissioning an intergender tag match? Yeah. As you as you see, people talk about it like it was a glorified handicap match, but also they never say that AJ can't fight the male wrestlers. They just yeah. say she shouldn't. That's that doesn't seem right. It's it feels like one of those things of like how WWE gets a when they on the rare occasions they want to do intergender stuff, how they get around that, which we'll get there in the match how they get around this concern but they never explicitly are like aj cannot fight the men this is literally a handicap match they treat it more as like aj is a 95 pound woman so she will be no help whatsoever i yeah but like the fact that they're willing to like in theory book that at all just like in the kayfabe world is like well damn i ain't complaining yeah all right so later in the show backstage, AJ is a freaking out about this because she's like, oh shit, I would like, I would prefer it if I don't get murderized by Kane and Daniel Bryan, thanks. Yeah. And Punk goes over to calm her down and he's like, hey, don't worry about it. He's like, and he mentions that what the, the edge they have over Daniel and Kane is that uh, is that they trust each other, to which uh, a AJ tries to pop up and we really, really like each other, right? as well yeah, right and yeah, yeah sure yeah long yeah. pause long pause that. 
but then Punk tells her to stay on the apron and don't tag in and don't and try to go against base instincts here and don't do anything crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, unbased Punk tells AJ not to participate. Boo. Yeah. Boo. And then AJ kisses Punk on the cheek as she walks away. She's ready to go now. Yep. Yep. Right. Okay. So match number four. Uh, of the night of our show here, Kane and Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk and AJ Lee. Uh, this is where uh, Jerry Lawler on commentary is like, I, I can't imagine Kane having a romantic partner, which I wrote, Kane has been married, Jerry. Like, I, it's, I don't know. I, I, I'm just you not were, questioning it. I, I, don't I, want, I don't want to remember these story arcs, but I do. Why don't you, Jerry? I think, I think they're just desperate to not have this shit be canon. <laughs> I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Every time it's a bad look, and they've realized that now, and they're like, okay. You the, know, I guess the only thing they happen. could think to do with Kane as it relates to this storyline is weird virgin? Question Pretty much, mark? yeah. Pretty All much, right. yeah. Yeah, so the match kind of doesn't is the match is really short. It bare it doesn't it barely kind of goes anywhere, but Kane kind of knocks Punk into AJ and she accidentally tags in. And as and Jerry Lawler is hand wringing about how they should the refs should just not let AJ be involved in this legally speaking. Hey, uh, shut up. Fuck you. That but she's that, staring she's as much staring a down as Kane. anyone else. Yeah, yeah she's He's kind of scared. Kane is like, I don't really know what to do in this situation because big, I don't really uh, big fucking, you or uh, anything. big fucking, uh, hey, big guy, sun's getting real low energy here. <laughs> That's all I can think of. That's all I can think of. <sighs> I can't believe I'm not the one who made that. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, that I'm the one who made that and not you. God damn it. <laughs> but eventually, AJ smiles up at at Kane prances around him with her little skippy thing. She does. <laughs> she goes, he ends up behind him. He turns around. She jumps into his arms and wraps her legs around his waist. And then they start making out right there. Yep. And as she gets down and Kane nopes the fuck out of there. <laughs> I wrote, I first, I wrote yes, chance breakout LMAO. Yep. The crowd is really into watching Kane and AJ make out. They, because of course they are. Hell yeah. Because to them, Kane is their self-insert at this point. Because again, everyone has a weird complex about wanting to fuck AJ, including the crowd. Yeah. So Kane just is shell-shocked. He's like, he can't believe what just happened. So he forcefully tags out Brian, gets out of the ring, and just walks out of here. Yeah, nopes the hell out immediately. And... Kane, he probably or, jizzed in his pants or something. Or, yeah, I don't know. a little bit jizz in my, in pa- my yeah, pants. Yeah, uh, uh, but Daniel Bryan, on the other hand, has he's absolutely not gonna no fall problem. For the, he's not going to fall for these tricks. Daniel so Bryan AJ, absolutely has no problem kicking AJ's ass, and that definitely doesn't say anything about their past relationship. Of course. So AJ's like, "Whoop! I'm out of here." Tags in Punk. <laughs> Punk hits the Macho Man elbow drop on Bryan for the W. Yeah, One, gets a two, three. single fuck get gets BD down after a single top rope jump. Jesus. Yeah. So after the match, 
you know, everyone, CM Punk is kind of like, what was that, AJ? I, I watched it and I can't believe it. And then AJ decides to just keep stirring the pot a little more. She sits down cross-legged, just like Punk. And Punk is yeah. like, but, but you and him, but then now you are doing that like me. And like, what is happening? Punk can't follow this, Ark. Punk he can't pet. follow this. <laughs> Punk is, I will say, Punk is easily like, the least weird person here like the i'm into crazy chicks thing is fucking gross but this is clearly him just like saying so say like remarking on something that makes him horny offhandedly and it's like all right back to business uh all right and yeah, then okay, anything well, else whatever. past that just gets him really fucking confused and awkward because he's like uh yeah, he's like, i'm not i i wasn't prepared like, for this. hey a little casual flirting is fine but this is this is a little more farther than I wanted to go here. I am very uncomfortable with the energy we've created in the studio today. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So and then we move someone on, on commentaries, like I may be like CM Punk. I might be starting to get into crazy chicks. Ugh. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think that was Michael Cole, which fuck There's off. There's no way Cole. Cole would say that. It has to be Lawler. It might be. It might be. I feel like I would have said shut the fuck up, Lawler, is my note. But it, 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 it might have been Lawler. There's no way Cole would say that. Okay, well, either way, shut the fuck up, Lawler. Yeah. Alright, so the six, uh, the June 15th episode of SmackDown, we pretty much skipped this entirely, so I will go ahead and talk about most of what happens here. So, AJ opens the show to explain why she kissed Kane. It's a very simple explanation, and then excuse me vicky comes out and interrupts and is like nobody cares aj what people are talking about is dolph ziggler and dolph and and vicky come out i wrote they throw barbs i say that of a lot of stuff here uh vicky slaps aj and and she's like, I'm going to throw, get out before I throw you out, little girl. And AJ gives Vicky, like, the crazy eyes. Like, I'm going to kill you. And Vicky, like, backs away. And then out comes Punk. Uh, he throws some barbs about how Delph Ziggler is irrelevant and nobody cares. Nobody gives Correct? a shit. I mean, true. True. Yes. I mean, and look, then, I give far more of a shit about, about his brother than I do him. So That's true. And then out comes Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan actually said some things that I was worth writing down about, because he, I wrote Daniel would have called Punk a cuck if he could, <laughs> because he's basically like, like, because he's he's very intrigued by Punk and AJ palling around here, considering that Punk, AJ was making out with Kane on Monday. He is very intrigued about this relationship here. Oh, yeah. And... Brian says the only thing better than learning from his mistakes is watching Punk and Kane make the exact same ones. Not mad, not mad, not jealous, not jealous. Not mad at all. And then uh, Seamus comes out, they throw some barbs, and then I wrote, well, I guess the talking is over. Uh, because AJ launches herself at Vicky Guerrero, but Punk holds her back. And this is all a setup for CM Punk and Sheamus versus Dolph Ziggler and Daniel Bryan. Uh, we pick up at the end. We actually watched the very end of this because I wanted to show the Kane AJ stuff at the end of this. And I felt that was worth putting in there. I thought yeah. about not including it. It was a bit of a last minute addition on my part. 
But uh, the match ends when AJ, uh, Vicky tries to interfere on Dolph's behalf and AJ jumps up to stop Vicky. But in doing so, she distracts Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler rolls up Sheamus. So AJ's preferred wrestler. Uh, Once again. Oh, and four and one. I might, <laughs> I could maybe give her the one because if she did win the, the intergender tag match, except she also made out with Kane in that match. And so Kane who's lost. to say who she prefers? So who's to say? But it, when it matches where she is just interfering, oh, and four and one. Absolutely. Not, yeah. Not a the great curse. record this week. The curse, curse continues. Curse. AJ Lee, more curse than the Aztec medallions. And that's and that's the God's honest truth, baby. Yep. So Vicky and AJ brawl. Uh Vicky drop kick like kicks AJ into the ring apron, and that Dude, gives her a chance AJ, to run away. Well, AJ, like you you missed the part where AJ like goes fucking attack mode on Vicky. Like she goes oh, yeah, into yeah, Vicky, right. and Vicky pushes her a little bit, and AJ gets this like now I can do violence to you. Look on her face and just goes the fuck after Vicky. And Vicky's only able to get away after she like knocks. She gets AJ outside and and is able to like knock her into the ring post uh, or into the into the into the ring apron. And then Kane I, shows I, I up. Feel, I feel I feel like as much as you may or may not have any questions about the material here, um, in this arc, uh, I do think that. If I'm supposed to believe that AJ is like crazy and having mood swings constantly, that AJ herself as an actor is really good at portraying that in her no, face. No, I, I at like switching emotions on her face on a draw on a dime. I no, I agree. Everyone here is doing great stuff with the material they're given, and AJ Lee is. This is a. I mean. I can see why she got over. This is her breakthrough this is a, this angle. Breakout, this is a breakout angle to be sure. This shows like an insane range as a performer. I mean, you know, God forbid we actually get to see her do some like really good in-ring work here. But God, nah, she ain't actress, wrestling, fuck that. Yeah, as an actress, she sells this insanely well to the point where I can even be like compelled by her performance. It's just that the material is fucking gross. Well, agree, disagree. Uh, for the most part. <laughs> Stupid shipping brain grumble, grumble. Grumble, 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 fuck off. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so Vicky runs off after knocking AJ down. Kane comes out. He like, comes to save the day. Today. He comes to carry AJ off to the back. And Punk is like, oh, hell no. Yeah, Punk is here him. too. There's so much fighting. Now, so Kane and Punk brawl back to the ring. Kane um, chokeslams Punk and Brian. And then AJ kneels down on the ramp and has like a weird look on her face. And then she, she looks starts like, like vaguely aroused. Vague, she starts uh, smirking and laughing about everything. Uncomfy. Very uncomfy. Can we move right. on, please? Yeah, okay, before we move on, I will say, I wrote in my notes, because this is what Booker T says to kind of end off the segment. AJ wants something. I don't know what it is. And, of course, and my answer was, she wants that big red cock, Booker. Absolutely. So what, what, I, what I'm hearing is Ace King Booker T 
<laughs> uh, I don't think so. Flies right over his head, baby. Doesn't even cross yeah, his mind he... what that could be. Nah, he, he has no idea what AJ's looking for here. It's like, I don't know. I think it's super obvious what AJ's looking for here. She is very horny about all of this. Yeah. All right. We move on to No Way Out 2000. And may I say, holy shit, I remarked this to you as we started it up. The fucking thumbnail for this on Peacock ruled. Because it's like yeah, so, AJ okay, so and Daniel Bryan in, yeah, the, in like a, Western yeah. garb. And yeah, so AJ, the, the po- go for it. Go for it. As the poster is like, is yeah, is this like Western aesthetic? And they're yeah. on the train tracks, but they roll reverse it so that AJ is tying up Brian onto the train tracks. I think he's already tied and she has like her boot yeah. up on him. And the train is coming. And Daniel Bryan is looking at the fucking camera going like, help me. Which, mm-hmm. dope fucking thumbnail. That was awesome. I love now, that. That pay-per-view poster is an all-timer. That's an insane. One. Is that like? A, is that like a like? At yeah, that's the official. That's the official poster. For is that, that, does, that does that one get like recognized? Like this one was a metal fucking poster. Uh, no one really talks about 2012, so no. Boo. It's pretty dope. Very dope. That's that's lame. Well, I thought it was awesome. That was I love that goddamn poster. That ruled. Yep. All right, no way out. Uh, starting up. Uh. Punk, we cut to Punk backstage with an I Dig Crazy Chick shirt. Of New course merch. He, yeah, that, that's merch now. Fuck off. Uh, so Stryker, looking for that tea all night, asks a uh, Punk about his relationship with AJ. And Punk's like, what relationship? Yeah, he, he's he, he's so not he fun in, dude. Yeah, no, his attitude is like, I, I dig crazy chicks, and I think she's hot, and she's kind of cool, but, like, we are not banging. So, yeah. and it'd I'm be, saying, be, I'm staying focused on, I'm staying focused on the WWE title. It'd be fun to bang, but do I ultimately care? Like, nah. Nah, and then AJ uh, walks up to him and wishes him luck, kisses him on the cheek, and Punk's like, hey, thanks, but luck's for losers. Yeah, it's, again, Punk the only, like, again... He's being he's being weird, but still somehow the most normal one here. Mm-hmm. And then later in the show, backstage, Daniel Bryan is doing some shadow boxing. You know, getting ready. Yep. And AJ walks up to him, and he's kind of like, "What do you want? Stop distracting me!" And AJ's like, "No, let me let me just say this: is that you know, is that after everything they've been through, she's not over him." Bryan interjects, like, "I don't care." <laughs> I don't give a shit. Okay. And, okay, buddy. Sure. And AJ wishes him luck, kisses him on the cheek, and he's still and Brian still seems a little self satisfied about that. And oh, he goes back to shadow boxing. All right. Then later in the show, backstage AJ is lurking backstage in the dark in the production near the production crates where Kane would be, of course. Yeah. And and Kane is all Oh, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm trying to brood here. You interrupted my brooding. Yeah. And then uh, AJ, she can't really explain what's been going on between them, but she just wants to wish him luck and kiss him on the cheek. And Kane, as she goes to walk away, Kane pulls her back and they start making out again. Oh, All yeah. Right. 
so Kane and AJ are are the most established relationship in this, which is all right. So let's which is let's, a choice. Let's, let's break down the shipping. Yeah, here. All right, all right let's, give it we to are me. we are here. All right, so it's 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 it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, you know, there's is 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 um the way I see it is is that you know obviously Daniel and AJ is a toxic relationship. Uh, Daniel is at were at be, at absolute best a raging narcissist who doesn't who uses AJ more for his own ends than he does care about her and is vaguely abusive you know it's it's one of those again we talked about it last time here that you know we can't you can't say we can't like go much farther into it than when we saw on screen because it's 2012 pg wwe mm -hmm. uh so absolutely do not ship that one at all no sir uh then yes, on, uh you know correct. kane and aj I, it feels like a relationship really just built on sexual chemistry. Oh, They're, without a doubt. This, they are hot. They are hot and heavy for each other. This is the one where AJ's just looking for some fun. They're making out. You know, this could could have, you know, if we were writing fan fiction about these characters, uh, of which there is definitely fan fiction about these characters. There is without a doubt fan fiction about these characters. Of course, I've I've read some Kane and some AJ Lee fan fiction in my day. Uh, <laughs> you wait, you have? Of, well, you yeah. know this for a fact, fact. Oh yes. Yeah, of course. Of Not course. necessarily read Kane x AJ to be fair, but I have read AJ fix and Kane fix. You know what? Fair enough. There, that that crossover you know, is almost inevitable. And you know, there could be some real potential of like I can fix the monster inside. Oh, without a Art. doubt. Some I real phantom vibes, I may say. But Kane also might be into like fixing her back or something, or at least like domesticating her. I don't know. There's something. I don't there. like to think about that. That part. That part's the weird part of this all bit. I don't like. Oh, to think it, about that it, part. yes, it is very weird. We this is this is shipping fan fiction realm, baby. We're gonna we're gonna smooth over the uncomfortable shit. This is that's what we do here. And but their relationship, I don't know. I don't I don't know if it would really work as a long term ship. Not my thing at all. Uh, you know. And then CM Punk versus AJ. You know, as presented here, it's not it's not looking great. Uh, Punk is kind of is, is is a little bit playing around with her a little bit here, a little a little a little toying with her emotions. Is he's clearly encouraging this 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 flirtation because he's like, I dig crazy chicks, am I right? Uh, but then he is also explicitly being like, Nah, not into her at all. Don't want nothing to do with that. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, no, he's just kind of like he's like she's cute. I like flirting. That's where it ends. Yeah. Sure, which is totally valid, I'll point out. But this is the shipping world here, so we're thinking in those terms. Uh, and I will say, if I had to have an OTP here, and quite frankly, I don't think I'm convinced about as 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 OTPs go, I don't think I'm convinced by any of them No, at this point in time. But if, I, if I'm forced to sit here and say, who do I ship AJ Lee with? My answer has to be CM Punk. As, of course, a reminder... This is not a comment at all on their real life relationship because that's weird. It's weird to ship real people. 
And so I, this is, even though, yes, wrestling is a weird relationship between the real person and the fake person, we are specifically talking about the fiction, as presented on TV, fictional relationship between CM Punk and AJ Lee. Yes. It is the least weird of them all, and it helps to know that they're an, off, an off-screen couple, but, like, still, woof. This is... But yeah, this is we are we are, be prepared for exciting potential developments in this arc as we go on. See what if anything could change here in my thoughts. Yeah, I Austin's got a whole like a whole internal like fanfic to play out here. Of, Absolutely. Of... I can if I was a fanfic writer, I could totally write this fic out. Oh my write god. Out. This is this is fucking like a gold mine for you. Are you kidding me? This is abs. This absolutely reads like a, a fanfic written by a fifteen-year-old, and I love it for that. I can I can write a killer high school all all universe of this exact thing, where AJ Lee is the nerdy girl next door. Kane oh is. Daniel Bryan is the popular jock. Kane is the weird, is the goth weirdo, oh, and no. CM Punk is the skateboard punk kid that is a teenage dirtbag baby. Fuck. He listens to Iron Maiden, baby. You, I don't know how this became a weedest thing. In a you thought way. you thought about this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Why yes. Yeah, of course. God, why would why would damn it put it in his brain? I am expecting Austin a special episode of the show where you do a dramatic reading of your Love Square AU fanfic, where K, where WWE is a high school, and I Kane, have I have read enough WWE high school AUs that I think I could figure it out. Wait, that's a subgenre. Of course it is. Yes, of course there's a subgenre of high school AUs. What do you think X as bitchy high school? <laughs> why is that why is that always a constant subgenre? It's always thing as bitchy high school. I I will never forget fucking Elizabeth giving a PowerPoint on the goddamn periodic table as a bitchy high school. Why is everybody obsessed with hell? I even have a like a, a concept for much ado about nothing where it's a bitchy high school. Why is <laughs> everything? Oh, I hate it. I hate that everybody likes that trope. I hate that I like that trope. God damn it. It is it is the trope that we all feel bad about a little bit. We all feel because a little guilty, but I it feel also I feel helps like us process I should, the trauma that is. High I school. should be too old for bitchy high school fan fiction. And yet, here we are, where I'm thinking about how you could fit this story arc into a bitchy high school. You absolutely trope. Could. Easy money, without question. God damn it. All right. All right. Well, one day, I look forward to reading that fic. I'm sure it'll be I trashy. will literally never write it. Oh, I well. didn't even finish my Super Corp and Moulin Rouge fiction. And that is such a perfect That's a thing cross-section that of my desires that if I can't even finish writing that, 
I will never write anything. Oh, so God, we're don't boned. worry about it. Oh, we're boned. Oh, God. All right. Anyway. I also never, I also know, uh, you know, we're not going to talk about the fanfics I actually wrote and I wrote when I was in college. So uh, we're not going to talk about that. We're just going to move on to the sh- Now, hopefully we haven't lost anybody two hours into this one. Let's get back to it. <laughs> Uh, we love alienating our audience. Woohoo! This is what you get when you let me pick this arc. I I have no choice. You are the That's booker. That's true. I am at your mercy. What do you mean, let you? Ah, yes. I give you permit. It doesn't fucking work like that. You say, hey, David, we're doing a thing. Strap in. And I go, oh, jeez, okay. And then I usually end up wanting to Roblox myself by the end of it. <laughs> you're right that's my bad for giving you too much power in the relationship oh <laughs> do, do, is that what do you give me too much power austin i i you know what you're right i have entirely too much agency on this show and it needs to be revoked and i should just not i should just be made into a brick who just sits here and goes yes yep Mm -hmm, to everything we endure and not interject any opinions because who needs who needs my opinions i'm just the noob help me (laughs) no you're right no you're right i have too much power i'm just abusing daniel bryan here you are the aj lee and i'm the narcissist with the huge cop video for the match i mean i dude i hate that the one thing wwe is consistently good at is hype packages no matter what that shit's always dope whoever like made their hype packages deserves to make all of the money because that shit always slaps and this was no exception this shit actually managed to convince me for a hot second that nothing gross was going on here and this is actually some grand, like, sweeping intergenre epic. It, they always get you like that. They always do it to me. Um, huh. uh, and, and But also, this video package and commentary are both really obsessed with AJ where, during what's supposed to be, like, main focus title they match. They know who the real Totally not the most important part episode. of this in story, yeah. They know who the main character is of this arc. <laughs> AJ Lee protagonist of of wwe yep so we get Kane uh, versus daniel bryan versus cm punk for the wwe championship and of course it's not the main event because why wouldn't it or why right. would it be the main event is uh at the re- the resolution of that uh vince mcmahon will he fire john laurinitis thing mm-hmm. was to kind of punt he decided that on this No Way Out pay-per-view, in the main event of the show, will be John Cena versus The Big Show, 
in a steel cage match. And if Cena wins, John Laurinaitis is fired. What? Ah, yeah. The, let's not have the fucking WWE title. I mean, again, it's a title match during CM Punk's run. Of course it's not going to main event. And instead, we're going to run back fucking John Cena fighting to end Laurinaitis' career again, but this time Big Show's actually in ring. What? And, of course, Cena wins. And, and of course, Cena wins. He's fired this time. Is, is, is he? What? Wait. Yeah, he he loses. He beat John Cena. Beats the Big Show. Uh, John Laurinaitis is is fired from being raw running Raw on SmackDown, and John Cena cuts the cringiest promo of his entire career, of which there are many for this contender. There are extremely many. Where he basically does the classic WWE recap the pay per view promo but using only Star Wars analogies. What? I will send it to you later, but it's terrible. That sounds awful. Oh my God. Absolutely cringe. John John Cena, having to hear John Cena try to do Yoda voice absolutely made me want to roblox myself even when i was 16 watching it for the first time that sounds painful i I was a dumb i was a dumb kid who'd seen six months of wrestling at that point and even i knew this sucked dude that that shit's funny because fucking that shit that's just funny to me because like cena like basically became top star off of the back of just wilding out with with like cringy promos that got the crowd on his side and then it was the crowd is on his side he's like that's cool what if i made them even worse and all of a sudden's like wait everyone everyone's like wait this guy's kind of a fucking dweeb why do we like him again <laughs> yeah hold on a minute <laughs> guess he's but just this kind this of a th- our world title match tonight is thus only the semi main event of course uh yeah, so Kane v. Daniel Bryan, uh, v. CM Punk. Um, we start the matchup. Kane and Daniel quickly kind of team up to kind of take Kane out of the match for a little bit. Punk and Daniel, uh, I mean. This, this, this triple threat match, and I'm not necessarily saying this is a criticism, but it does quickly kind of fall into the trope of a bunch of interconnected singles, mat- one-on-one encounters. Yes. Where... A uh, guy is knocked out on the outside, and suddenly the two guys left are fighting in the ring as if it was a singles match. Yeah, pretty much. But we also have the added mm-hmm. stakes of, oh, the, the the champ could lose this without even being in ring. Oh, well, they say that every time, and I can probably count on one hand the number of times I've seen the champion not involved in the decision of a triple threat match. Yeah, almost like that'd be a really fucking dumb thing to do. Yeah. But Punk and Daniel Bryan have a nice have a nice back and forth strikes. They get yes, no. Striking. Maybe so. Yeah, of course. Uh, perhaps. <laughs> it, it's, it's a possibility. Ask again yeah. later. Sure. Uh, Man, then, the, 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 uh, crowd, the crowd is going in for, for diversity with those chants tonight. They were. They were. Uh, they start fighting her on the outside, and that is when Kane kind of finds his way back into the match. Uh, it was around this point of the match 
that I have to give Jerry Lawler another slight thumbs up for a bit for a gag I kind of liked as they're ta- obsessed with talking about Daniel Bryan's goat face <clears throat> thing again. And Michael Cole makes some remark about how some people don't just think Daniel Bryan is a goat face, that he's also two-faced. Uh, and Jerry Lawler's response is, well, if Daniel, there's no way Daniel Bryan's two-faced, because if he was two-faced, he wouldn't be wearing this one. I hate you. <laughs> For those listening, that's directed at my Jerry Lawler effigy. I mean Funko Pop and not Austin. Yes. Uh, so Kane and Punk kind of keep going at it. It As having watched all of these matches with each of them, with each other in a row, I feel like I can comfortably kind of more comfortably be able to like pick out how they kind of like re- move, reference and build off of the matches they've had in more recently. Yeah, I, I mean, they do, they're, they're definitely kind of running a highlight reel of everything. Because it's been annoying how they've just kind of like DQ ended everything. But that being said, like, it was built off, like, the, even with those like DQ endings, there was still enough kind of like notable spots of actual work going on that they can build a ma- like a very physical match narrative mm-hmm. out of it. Uh, and they're they're like running back all the they're running back all the matchups, uh, the, you know they they and they run back all these little spots, double choke slam, um, mm-hmm. little little things between between Punk trying Punk and Brian like fighting for a for a submission spot, um, so little little things like that. Uh, the 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 physical storytelling was quite good here. I, I, again, it's good fucking match. All the matches here have been good. I will cop to that any day. All the matches here have been mm-hmm. quite good for this part of the. Yeah. Uh, Brian comes back in to, with a drop kick to knock Punk out of it, and then he gets to fight in Kane, and he gets Kane down on the middle rope and, like, kicks the middle rope while Kane is on it. And I'm like, ow, there goes his he did that a few. He did that a few times. Because um, he did that He did that with Punk. Like, Punk was going to do a, a, a Macho Man elbow drop on DB in an earlier match, and DB got Punk down from that by, like, jumping up and, like, hitting the rope to like knock off punk stability. I thought that was mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> later on in the match, they Daniel Bryan is pursed up on the top rope and Punk and Kane do a bit, a long bit where they like try to fight each other to be able to superplex Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Like they just um, pull each other off and I was just the whole time I was yelling dude, for the Tower of Doom. Austin guys, Austin was gunning so hard for the Tower of Doom spot. He got like yeah. double cock pleased on it. I for, feel bad. For those for of him. you who don't know what that is, in a Tower of Doom spot, it's basically like in a big multi-man kerfuffle when basically all of the guys in the match get involved in one big superplex spot. <clears throat> It is routinely overused in this era of WWE to the oh, point really? where a lot of people were like, yes. A lot of people were like, God, stop doing Tower of Dooms. And uh, now I, guess they I stopped rarely doing Tower see Dooms. him anymore. I never see Tower of Dooms anymore. And so now I'm like, I wanted to see it real bad. Luchasaurus does it once in a while. Yeah, a little bit. But for the most part, they don't do those bits anymore. that bit anymore. Uh but then it that ends with da- eventually Daniel Bryan gets a double drop kick on the both of them as they're like punching each other in the middle of the ring. 
<clears throat> then it's yes kicks for everybody, and the crowd is going crazy for the yes kicks. Oh yeah, I mean the the crowd just loves yelling yes. That's what gets him over. Of course, of course, it's going to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, here here's here's the thing, Austin. This this match is going real big back and forth, and we're getting a lot of big spots and all these three of these boys hurting each other bigly and a lot of near falls. But here's here's the one problem: none of these near falls are getting me because I know. I know for a fact that this shit ain't over until AJ contributes to some shenanigans. All right. So, with that in mind, uh, we uh, uh, later on, we're, let's skip on to the end of the mat, near the end of the match here. Nearer. I wrote basically all their near fall shit. Uh, yeah. Punk goes for the GTS, does it on Daniel Bryan. Kane hits the big boot instead. I wrote then David just now realizes this isn't the main event at this. Shut up. Hey, shut up. Mark. Uh, then uh, Punk goes for his elp for the Macho Man elbow drop for this at this point, the second time. He misses it, and Daniel Bryan hits the flying headbutt. I'm like, oh, great. Uh, Should yield. And uh, then on commentary, they're like, "It should call it the Billy Goat Head Button." I'm like, "God damn it! You need to stop it right now." Yeah, yeah, we're still going hard on the cool goat it thing. a little bit. You're at a ten. Make it a seven with this Bill Goat Face shit. Oh my god! Just uh, please. Daniel Bryan gets Punk in the yes lock in the middle of the ring. Punk rolls him over like they did it over the limit. Gets a two count. Punk hits the GTS on Daniel Bryan, and to their credit, Daniel Bryan is out the rest of the match. He, oh, he went to sleep, gone. all right. He, oh, boy. But, but Kane drags Bryan out of the ring so Bryan can't get pinned. And from there, Kane hits the flying clothesline off the top rope. He gets up, he sets up for the choke slam, counters into the DDT like they did earlier. Like, you know, yep. you know, references and callbacks. In Man, matches, it's crazy. Almost like, how you, almost like how you build a good fucking match narrative. Oh. Yeah. CM Punk goes up for the elbow drop. He goes three times. I don't care. Uh, he hits it. Two count. Punk goes for the G for the go to sleep on Kane. He cannot lift Kane up again. Kane hits the choke slam this time. Th- this has been Kane's finisher for a while now. Uh, Punk kicks out. Pretty. He pretty did the wild. deal. He did. Uh, Kane is fuming mad, but he eh, goes for he sets up for the tombstone pile driver. This was this was kind of Kane's thing at the by this point is like he would take the Undertaker, his half brudda, brudda's yeah. finisher as like his super finisher. Oh yeah. Uh, but Punk fights out of it, and they're kind of tussling and pushing each other. And at this point, Apron AJ Lee comes a running up oh, to the ring, Apron. And almost immediately, Punk accidentally pushes Kane into her and bumps her off the apron. So now Punk is finally allowed to hit that GTS. And then Kane is distracted. Punk hits the kick to the head. And then, yeah, he, he gets Kane up for the G- go to sleep for the One, win. Two, so three, what? Uh, who did AJ favor in this match? I guess we'll never know. But yet another match where AJ distracts somebody and they lose. 
Yeah, pretty much. It wasn't even like a whole ass distraction. She just started to climb up and Kane bumped into her. It wasn't even intentional. Kane's like, just, what? She's like, what the fuck? And Punk's like, ah, fuck you. Uh, and then, but AJ's like knocked the fuck out by this. So Punk is super busy celebrating in ring with the with the belt again because mm -hmm. he, he actually has his priorities straight. And Kane is the one to pick up AJ and take her backstage, bridal carrying her. And AJ looks knocked out, but then as she's about to walk, go backstage, she looks over her shoulder and gives a deep, flashes a devious little look at Punk, who is totally not paying attention. He's just happy he has the belt again. He's too busy accelerating the dub. Absolutely. All right. All right. All right. So it's time for David to, to finish off what he's been teasing for this whole thing. Because, again, this shit is weird. And we have Austin's shipping version. And I respect that. I am not really a fanfic boy myself, but Austin is. Austin is deep in the culture. He knows what he's talking about. I respect it. Over here on David's side of the podcast, though, what what David is going to 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 do his own signature move and do a little bit of fantasy booking here. And when I say fantasy, oh boy, do I mean it. I mean it even harder than when I meant it during the when when I when I when I said fantasy booking uh d during the the summer of punk and I said Rey Mysterio should have retained the title that this is even more fantastical because if we're going to have gaslight gatekeep girl boss AJ Lee you can't just have it be like uh oh, women power she's manipulating them women be shopping am i right no there's got to be a purpose to this AJ Lee in my, I, there is a version of this in my head wherein AJ Lee is doing this shit on purpose because there, there, there has to be a point. It can't just be, oh, she's crazy and she's horny and like she's fucking with all of these men. And it feels almost deliberate. And th th there's, this feels like there's this devious side to it. And maybe that'll play out, but I don't know. So in my head, I got to do something with this devious side. So in my version of this, AJ Lee's fucking with all these, with all three of these men and making them all kind of turn on each other and making them all question themselves and question her feelings for them. She shows a lot of, she shows, she, she kind of loves, love bombs each of them, but then kind of pulls back and is cold and then transfers affection to someone else. And it throws all of them off base and it, throws them off their game. And AJ's just kind of like acting coy about it all. And she's in this kind of like mixed tag match where she's just able to, instead of fighting anyone, she's able to get Kane to nope out just by kissing him. But what does it all lead to? Well, not AJ being, you know, bumped by Kane in this match. In my version, this leads to AJ getting everyone so off base that she's able to show up during this match, fuck with all three guys again, and then come in. And if we don't want, want to make this a main event, and if we like DQ so much, fine. She ends this shit in a DQ by hitting Punk and knocking him out, and then claiming contendership, claiming the ability to become the first ever female 
WWE I, champion. I do, have, I do have to point out you can't there's you can't have disqualifications in a three way match. Oh, sh- well, if she's an outside competitor, then I don't fucking know what what happens. I either way, I want it. There is a version of this that's good, and that's a version where AJ is doing this with a political purpose to stake her claim to play mind games and show who the true champion is here. The one who has it all, AJ goddamn Lee. That is my fantasy book of this shit. A fascinating idea. Look, it's called fantasy for a reason, okay? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, no notes. I don't, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. That's ominous. I don't know. I don't really know how to, I don't really know how to respond to that. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like that would be a better version of this, right? Like, we still have, like, the AJ being crazy shit, but, like, it actually amounts to something. And, I mean, again, I know it would never happen in a million years, but, like, this shit needs to amount to something, right? Yeah, um, well, I, th- I think it amounts to something. I think we'll see how you think about that. Okay. And we see what the something is. Because I would like to see AJ gain something by this, but I don't know what the hell that could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whatever. We, Whatever. We'll, I, I we'll, want to... I, I, a man can dream of of proper intergender wrestling in mainstream Western wrestling. A that's, man, that's, that's for true. A and, man can dream, well, all right? I will just have to keep on dreaming, really. Uh, anyway. But yeah, um... We are now we're in the thick of it of this of this uh love square. <laughs> uh one of us is enjoying themselves. Uh, I mean, like I said, the work's good, the performances are good. It's just God, this whole crazy chicks thing is so gross. Gross <laughs> man, it's it's just fucking activating my allergies over here. <laughs> Now, uh, the, the, the impetus by which I'm supposed to think she's crazy is pretty, is overall pretty dumb. Uh, she got out of an abusive relationship with a narcissist. Of course she's going to be a little unstable. And I admit we're not working with real top tier material here. Mm-mm. But I, I kind of love it anyway. So, you know. I'll get your fuller thoughts on that when we do the end of this arc, because I would love to hear your whole, like, justification broken down. But I want to see the end of it first. Yeah, I'm curious how you see the end of this. Okay. When we uh, get there. Hopefully in one episode, I admit it might be two. I'll have to... We'll find out. Let's see if Austin can cram a a pay-per-view cycle and a half into two fucking hours. (laughs) Somehow, I don't think it's going to happen. And I just kind of don't want to accept that to myself yet. I believe. And that is for a few weeks from now. Uh, Next time, though, uh, we start our new arc on 
of the WWF Coliseum home videos. Ah, uh, yes. And I thought about there. There's a lot of different types of Coliseum home videos, and I wasn't really sure what to start with for it. And I guess I just ended up deciding we should start from the very beginning. So next time uh, on the next episode, we will watch the very first ever Coliseum home video release for the WWF. Uh, okay. Start WWF. WWF. Bleeper. Bloopers. Bleeps. And body slams. Okay, bloopers, bleeps, and body slams. Let's start at the very beginning. I'm excited to see what the fuck this is. Yeah. Uh, so that is for next time. Until then, David, hit our plugs. Yes, sir. My friends, my dear, dear friends, thank you all so much for joining us. And once again, another wonderful episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. Uh, it's been a pleasure, as always. Returning listeners, viewers, what have you, you guys know the drill. Once, thanks again for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs. We're just happy to have you here enjoying with us. Noobs, hey, new people to the show. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for being here. We are so happy you decided to join us. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both Noobs and Knockouts like. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of the bullshit, either way, we... We hope you had a great time here. We hope you want to keep having a great time with us coming back week after week after week. If you'd like to do and you're not entirely sure how to do so, well, not to worry, my friends, I have you covered. First of all, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Ring that bell. Make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Um, give us all that sweet, sweet interaction. Check out all of our playlists. Austin is kind enough to organize all the arcs and shit that we follow into their own separate playlists. You can follow something all the way down without having to skip around a whole lot. It's great. And hey, there's a video element too. You can see our beautiful faces and our lovely HUD and all the wonderful wacky, uh, uh, visual gags we hide in here for the people who deign to watch us. Uh, but, of course, there's there's the audio-only experience as well. You can find us on three of the best places to find your podcast, and that would be Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Check us out there. Listen to us download us, give us ratings and reviews, a nice little five stars if you're so inclined, a nice little view to tell people, hey, these guys are pretty cool, I don't know, maybe you should check them out, I don't know, I'm just saying. Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, check us out there. But of course, we also have a presence beyond just us blabbering on for a couple hours at a time. We also have some social media. First and foremost, of course, is the Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Noobs and Knox Pod. That's at noobs, the letter N, Noxpod on Twitter. Come check us out there. We post memes. We engage in discourse. We post every single time we drop a brand new episode so you guys always know what the hell's going on. And of course, the highlight of our Twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting. My friend, what is on the docket coming up? Sure. So uh, uh, the usual here is at 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS. Every Wednesday night is AEW Dynamite. Uh, I am taking a bit of a leave from AEW right now, uh, but worried, David is usually is usually watching live and will usually be live tweeting that. I'm doing my best. I'm in rehearsals right now, but when I can, I will. Sure, sure, no pressure, really. Uh, but uh, beyond that is AEW, WWE, and and Impact Wrestling pay per views. So upcoming for that is uh, Impact Wrestling. 
uh, is Bound for Glory, one of their their big shows every single year. That is October the 7th. Uh, for WWE, upcoming is Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules. Uh, uh, for uh, in October the 8th, uh, right now, the one match we have for that is Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. So, great. I just... Cool. I'm a, I'm, I, I want Liv Morgan to not lose to Ronda Rousey, and I feel like she's going to lose to Ronda I Rousey. I never want Little Miss Sandy Hook Truther to win, but that's just me. Yeah. Sucks to suck. And then on November 19th is AEW Full Gear. Uh, they have a big uh, show coming up in uh, New York this week. So they're not gonna... They're, we don't have any matches for Full Gear quite yet. Uh, but that should be coming up. That card should be coming together in the coming weeks. Absolutely. So be sure to check all of it out. It's a great time over on the Twitter. Uh, if you, for some reason, enjoyed listening to us blather on about wrestling for two hours plus at a time, I mean, it's our voices carry over there. Austin is Austin is brilliant and knows what the hell he's talking about. I'm just derping along, making memes and other random observations. Either way, if you enjoy it, we're a pretty good fucking company to watch your wrestling with. So check us out over there. Uh, but of course, if you want to get in super direct contact with us, you can do that at our email address. We have an we have an email address, ain't that nifty? You can email us at noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word and this time, knockoutspod at gmail.com. Come say hi to us. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like, what do you, what you want to see more of, less of requests for any kind of like wrestling media at all you want to see on the show. Tell us how based our hot takes are or how dumb you think they are. Either way, just come say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and Knockouts Pod uh, at gmail.com. Come give us a nice little email. And of course, finally, we are also on Patreon. We are also the Noobs and Knockouts Podcast on Patreon. You can find the link in our Twitter. $1 a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. Shout out to the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith, for being our uh, $1 patron friend of the show. Uh, enjoy your perks, buddy. If you want to enjoy your perks along with Kyle, Check us out, new, uh, Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. You can find the link in the Twitter. It's a great time. Yep. Uh, and see you all next time. Hasta luego.